All right, y'all. Today, we're coming with negativity. <laughs> That's the easiest way I can put it. We're going to talk about NBA teams that are currently failing, whatever that means for them. You know, there's different standards for different expectations. But we're going to talk about teams that are below expectations and talk about if it's time for them to panic or not. Look, there's, there's one thing about us that y'all already know. We love to hate. It's, it's in our blood. <laughs> this is what we do. I am actually very, very excited to get all this hate off. <laughs> you woke up. You wake up every day, Donovan. You'd be like, "Hmm, what can I hate on today?" I gotta find something. I have to find something. <laughs> Luckily for it's you, we have plenty of teams to hate on. There's too much glazing in the world, man. <laughs> Before we get into all this hate, y'all missed out on a generational live stream that we yep. did on Monday. We're gonna be live streaming every Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern. All y'all gotta tune in. We're gonna be react. Last week reacted to you guys as what hot takes. Yeah, and yeah, like, like most said, it's going to be basically a second episode yeah. every Monday. It, it was honestly incredibly fun for the first one. I if people didn't get to watch it live, like most said, you missed out. You should go watch the replay. I, I want to hear y'all's comments on what you think about that live versus podcast and like the differences there and like what you guys liked about it, what you guys want to see us do differently. Because you know it was our first time live streaming on YouTube, so we have a lot left that we're going to change and learn over time. Thanks. Donovan showed y'all his uh, post up basketball moves. I did a live. <laughs> Skims try on a haul. <laughs> I got a whole bunch. <laughs> Luckily for you, you can catch us next Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> yeah. Live here on YouTube. And also something that you might have missed out on or not have missed out on yet. We're doing a giveaway on Twitter. As soon as we hit 10K followers, we're giving away a PS5. Y'all got us to 5.5K right now. Every episode I shout this out, we gain a few hundred more, get closer and closer. We'll probably hit 10K around, like I don't know, like February or so. So the faster y'all do it, the faster someone's getting a PS5. All you got to do is follow us. And as soon as we hit 10K, we're giving away to somebody random. Facts. Housekeeping complete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Let's get into the episode. The cranium is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave that in. <laughs> the cranium is crazy. Oh, my God. I mean, I don't really don't know, don't know what to say. Crayon eaters rejoice! All right, Donovan, what team do you want to talk about first? Who do you think should panic? Listen, you know, I'm going straight for my co-host right here. We're going to talk about the Atlanta Hawks, and we're going to have a serious conversation about <laughs> this. Because before the season, both of y'all try to come on here and tell me that the Hawks were going to be much better than, <laughs> than the Knicks. You guys were telling me that they were going to be amazing. They were going to be this top four seed, all this. Hold on. Right? <laughs> Much better. Yeah, much better than the Knicks at five. Reach from hell. You guys said that the Knicks <laughs> were going to suck and that we were going to be a what? lottery team. I heard it. We can run it back. And now here we are about a month in, into the season, month and some change. And we're going to talk about it because they actually do need a panic. They are not trending in the right direction. And there's a lot of things going wrong with them. And so like we always do with Hawks stuff, Mo, from your perspective as our resident Hawks fan, please tell us. Why should your team panic? Or do you think they should? Because you don't have to. That's agree. also true. You, That's also true. you could be delusional and say that y'all don't have to panic. But are you in panic you mode? Know, that's, that's the question. Are you in panic mode for the your, your, your drama makes me want to say they shouldn't panic just because you're being so OD about it. <laughs> you make me want to flip sides. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. As a Hawks fan, like, a lot of us are delusional, okay? And we go through different stages, different phases. And right now, I'm in a phase to where, like, you know, we're still a young team led by a young point guard. But at the same time, 
we don't have a ton of just like uber young players like who don't know what they're doing or haven't been in the league for several seasons. The only one, the only player on our team who's like, you know what I'm saying, still relatively new to the league and who's a big part of our organization now is Jalen Johnson and he's hurt. But right now, as a Hawks fan, I've just come to accept like, yo, that 2021 one was a fluke. I hate to admit it, <laughs> I was dodging and ducking that and I'm like, maybe I should just die down my expectations and come to realization that like, this team is playing as if they're a bunch of like misfits. And if you were to paint a team that is perfectly catered to someone's like towards someone like Trey Young, it is this. If you were to have a coach who could you help so? aid a lot of, yeah, I mean, just when you think of the black and white formula of big wings, people who can shoot, this is the team. You know what I'm saying? To the best of the ability that they could have built, this is the team, you know? Okay. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you could have some nitpicky arguments or whatever, but in general, like, you, you can't argue, like, yo, like, this this roster is ass. It's generally not ass. A lot of players on here are good players, and they're productive and shit like that. But right yeah. now, I think we should panic. Number one thing is, like, I think we're having a hard time settling into Quinn Snyder's system. It's very... It's very complicated, and Trey Young plays a simplistic brand of basketball, and so does our second best player. Um, on top of that, Trey Young is again, he's been really inconsistent, although over the last few games, he's been more yeah, consistent than ever. Um, so it's just we don't play any damn defense. That's the third thing, too. Man. We don't play no damn defense. That's what really tells us. <laughs> this tweet Nikhil pulled up. Someone said the exact same thing. Perfect timing. Someone said they don't play no fucking defense. And that's I'm glad you said that because that's always been a Quinn Snyder thing. I think in his Utah Jazz days, they were a very offensive-oriented team, despite having Rudy Gobert. And they were just like, listen, we're going to load up a lot of shooters. D-Mitch is going to run the offense. Rudy, you handle the whole defense. And that ethos works when you got Rudy Gobert behind you. Clint Capella is not Rudy Gobert for as good as he is. <laughs> but real quick, before Why you, are you laughing uh, at you me, Donovan? Deeper, Damn. Because <laughs> it's, it's funny. Because listen, because I'm going to take my, you know, my one-month victory lap. And that and that's I know, what right? I'm going to do. Congrats. <laughs> one month. <laughs> but, but before we get uh, before we let Mo continue to go deeper, we should give people a overview of what the Hawks are at right now because we didn't fully explain what's causing us. I think maybe they should panic. Let's talk about currently they're the ten seed. They're eight and nine. You know the Knicks are ten and seven, so it's a two game difference. Not the biggest deal in the world given the current standings. You know, like Donovan said, only been a month. But Jalen Johnson just got hurt, and he's going to miss four to six weeks. Jalen Johnson has been, you could argue, as high as their second best player this year, definitely in their top three. He's been Easily. an integral part of the team of what's made them solid. They're, they're a top five offense right now, despite being the 25th defense. And a big part of that is Jalen Johnson's emergence. So I think we're all saying maybe they should panic because they're mid right now, middle tier, and they lost a key piece that's going to be out for a while and they, that could potentially do a big backslide. So that's, you know, that's, that's a big big piece to lose. Yeah, and that's that's... That's the main reason why, for me, I'm pressing the panic button for the Hawks because it looks like things are going to get worse before they get better. And, mm -hmm. like, obviously, this team is, like, Trey Young-oriented. They're going to ride and die with him, and they're only going to go as far as he can take them. And right now, Trey Young is having his worst shooting season from the field, like, in his career. He's below 40%. His, his volume is, like, his three-point shooting is, like, Fine. Correction. Sorry to cut you off. He's he hit forty percent. <laughs> Where's he at? Where's he at? <laughs> he's at forty right. exactly. All right. I can't. I can't. Exactly. Thank God. He's at, <laughs> yeah. He's at forty percent. Listen, a win is a win. Thirty nine point three. Whenever I checked. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're right. He fell back down after the last game. Thank you're you. Right. Oh, fuck. No. Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah. So, so your lead guard, you, there's a couple problems. Your lead guard is not playing well. He's having a lot of 5 for 14 nights, 4 for 14 nights, that type of stuff. Also, the starting lineup is not, is not being productive. They're starting off games extremely slow. Their most used lineup is Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, DeAndre Hunter, Jalen Johnson, Clint Capella. That lineup is minus four, which is in the 32nd percentile. That's your starting lineup. Tough. Your starting lineup is losing minutes. And so, like, <laughs> again, because you have that, and like Isaac said, your third or second most productive player is going to be out for the next month and a half. Where Who's going to step up? Who is it that's going to be able to provide that, that intensity for them? And I don't see anybody filling that role right now. So that's why I'm like, oh, this is, this is, this is going to get yeah. bad. This is going to get kind of ugly. You know what's tough? In their last, what is it, seven games, they have won two of them. Two and five in the last seven games, which included four straight, lo- three straight losses, two wins, and two straight losses. Last one was to, the, to Cleveland, where they lost by 23, got their backs blown out. In that time, Trey Young is playing like what you kind of would expect from Trey Young before the slump. 27 points per game, 10 assists, 42% from three, which is a big turnaround, which, you know, we probably expected some regression to the mean from the three-point line at least, and 43% from the field. They're still not winning games, but despite, you know, their biggest issue being fixed for that small sample size, still losing a lot more than they're winning. Mo, why do you think that is? Oh, man. Well, (laughs) one of the reasons why I think that is, is because we haven't had such an easy schedule. Now, I'm not running to any excuse or whatever, but the truth is the truth, man. They have the fourth hardest schedule in the league, and these next 15 to 20, I believe, it's more favorable than what they were facing earlier in the season. And so yeah. I want to say that something else that I can say is like, you know, this is me potentially talking myself into delusion. <clears throat> okay. Preface. <laughs> um, Quinn Snyder, Quinn Snyder teams usually for the most part, get off to slow starts. If you look over the, over the last few years when uh, he was a Utah jazz coach, of course, um, they always were like 500 ish or whatever. And, the Atlanta Hawks, since what the year 2021, they've had a record of 89, counting today, of 89 and 92. So it's like the definition of mid. And so there's just like so much going on. We're trying to learn a new play style. There's like flashes and glimpses, but of course, those flashes and glimpses literally only last throughout the entire game for like compiled into it, compiled into an entire game, like two, three minutes. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. The motion offense is there. We were, I think we're like the third best offense currently in the NBA, which is insane. So I still even think we, we can. I still think we can get even better, which is the scary part. But at the same time, the main focus is defense. If we're going to reach expectations and get to the standard that we should be at, or at least our front office believes that we're going to be at. We need to start playing some damn defense. There's no excuse, yeah. no reason why we should be the be one of the five worst defenses in the NBA when you have Clint Capella on your team, DeAndre Hunter, who's just, man, DeJounte Murray, and J- someone like Jalen Johnson, who's not a slouch, I would say, on the defensive end either. You know, So it's like systematically looking at Quinn Snyder's scheme, of course, like you alluded to earlier, Isaac, he's never been a defensive-oriented team. He just got busted Rudy yeah. Gobert. You know my fix exactly. to the Atlanta Hawks problem is? Fucking trade for Rudy Gobert. Please, please. <laughs> God damn it, I need it. <laughs> I've never uh, begged for a French like this before in my life, but I need it. That's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, they're interesting because, like you said, they have been a top-five offense all year, which... 
that's the core of why me and you predicted them to be good. It's because that's something that in 2021, when they were a good team, it's because they had, I think, the one or two offense that season. Quinn Snyder's an offensive, I don't know if I'll say genius, but high-level offensive coach. You expect that to lead to some high-firepower teams that can compete on any given night. But like I said, 25th in defense. And what's interesting to me is their defensive issues are exactly the same as they were before with Nate McMillan. Whenever they traded for DeJounte Murray, a lot of people were trying to convince me it was a good trade because they needed perimeter defense. And me personally, I was like, listen, they had the 21st rim defense the year before that. Their biggest problem is no rim protection. Clint Capella missed a lot of that year, so maybe that was why. But that was the issue. And a defensive-oriented point guard isn't going to fucking fix that. That year, they had a 66% uh, field goal percentage given up at the rim. This year, that's 65.3. Same shit, different year. I don't know if you want to blame that on Trey Young not having good point of attack defense. Maybe the rim protectors aren't as good as we hoped. Whatever it may be, that's still a thing. And what I'm concerned about is Jalen Johnson's defense has been a very like welcome sign this year. He's been a great efficient scorer. That's been awesome. But he's been genuinely impressive defensively. Their half-court defense is 10 points per 100 possessions better with him on the court. So they're already really bad, but they're better with him on the court. <laughs> yeah. You take him away, they're going to be horrific. Listen, there's not a and, there's not a lineup that they have according to cleaning according to cleaning the glass. There's not a lineup that the Hawks have that is that is above league league average defensively. All of their lineups are bad, right? And so like you can ask Quinn Snyder and listen, maybe we'll see this change with with Johnson out and all these other lineups, you know, trying to fill in the void. But whatever Quinn Snyder is trying, it's not working. And so the same problem that they had I like I don't think that this is a Quinn Snyder problem though. I think this is personnel because a lot of the personnel in terms of of defensively you have you have Clint Capella in, in the back end manning that that defense. That's been the same way for for a couple of years now. And so you have that yep. and you have Trey Young at 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 the 1 and the 5 and those things are you know bookending your defense. It's like that has to change. And so like unless you want to Get Clint Capella out of there to go get a, a more, you know, a better room, room protector. That's what it's going to be. So I don't know. I think this team is structurally flawed. And it's not necessarily, you yeah. know, like it's not anybody's fault. Yeah. At least on the lower level. You know what's weird? It's the GM. It's the GM See, there's but. two things. I'll let you go first, Isaac. What's weird? Yeah, I'll be real quick. You know, I talked about a couple years ago before they got the Jante Murray. The rim defense is the biggest problem. Because yeah. it was Olay. Teams were finishing there really easily. They were 25th in efficiency given up. But they were only 15th in rim volume given up. So they were average in terms of not letting teams get to the rim in the first place, which is incredibly important for building a solid defense. Because like we've mentioned people many times, rim defense is like the core of it because those are the most efficient shots in the game. But the past two years with DeJounte Murray, last year they were 29th in rim volume given up. Damn. This year 28th. Mm. Yeah. So teams are just getting there nonstop, even though they actually hold teams a little bit better when they actually get there. But if you're letting teams get there more than anybody else, it's impossible to build a good defense. Every year we see the top defenses don't let people get to the rim. And to help add context to exactly what you just said, now that we have Quinn, Capel or Quinn Snyder here, something that I noticed a hell of a lot more is that we are jumping passing lanes. And that's something that's, you know, preached mm. by Quinn Snyder. Hella. If you look at Trey Young, he's averaging the most deals in his career. I think he's averaging like 1.6, something like that. DeJounte Murray's having the most the third most steals in his career. And Jackie Nkomo, he's obviously in the passing lanes. Then Bog, Bogdan Bogdanovich, he averages like 1.4 steals or something like that. It's insane. So 
obviously, like when you're gambling like that so much, no shit, you're going to get beat consistently. Yeah. You're going to get railed in the paint always. So that doesn't help as well. And so I think eventually, sooner than later, maybe this happens 40 games into the season and we start turning around like how we usually do, whatever. Um, that's when maybe that that whole thing will get addressed, but that doesn't help at all. I got some, so, I, I got some bad news for you. I got some bad news for you. Exactly. This is not going to happen. Yeah, the top two in deflection, so that's working. <laughs> it knows, I mean, that makes total sense. If that's a Quinn Snyder thing, like you're saying, you would know that better than me watching them more often than I do. That makes sense because when you have Rudy Gobert on the Jazz, it makes sense to be aggressive in the passing lanes because you got one of the best rim protectors of all time behind you to cover it up. If you don't have that and the guys you have jumping the lane aren't as talented and Clint Capella should not go bare, that's a hard formula to make work. So is it a talent issue? Is What's your read on Onyeka Okongwu versus Capella? I feel like people have been waiting for Onyeka to make a big leap and get more opportunity. It hasn't came. That's yeah. also partially because Capella is good, so you don't want yeah. to just give up on him. You kind of, I, I imagine the coaching staff wants to have the versatility of having both of them. That's do the you thing. feel like they? Do you feel like either of them have been good enough? That's the thing. A lot of Hawks fans want to go ahead and get rid of Clint Capella, but I think this will be one of those situations to where if Clint Capella was to get traded, you will not know how good you had it in life until something yeah. is gone from you. You know what I'm saying? And although Clint Capella can be a little annoying to watch sometimes, what NBA center, you know what I'm saying, who's not top 10 won't be a little annoying to watch sometimes. You know, like with how much shit people give Clint Capella, specifically Hawk fans, um, he, whenever, when it comes to what he's asked to do, he does a pretty damn solid good job at it. So I don't think he- I like him a lot. He's good. Yeah, he's not the issue, you know? And as far as Onyeku Kongu, although he is a good young player, he's tenacious on defense, maybe sometimes a little bit too tenacious because he gets into foul <laughs> trouble like hella. He is not ready just yet to take on the reins of him being a starter. As bad as Hawk fans want in hell, our coaching staff wants it too because he's been getting more and more minutes and Clint Capella's minutes over the last few years have has been on a slight decline. He's just simply not ready and we will be at rebounded like a motherfucker routinely yeah. routinely if that was the case i was gonna ask you so is it rebounding why you say that because you know he's, he's like 24 now like he's not super young like you would think by year three or four you'd is he year three or four i don't remember he but was you drafted, would think that's an, yeah you think that'd be an age where you're ready to be a starter so is it a rebounding issue with him like what do you think is holding him back from being given those reins i genuinely don't know rebounding is part of it but also it's like you know yeah it's rebounding then the sizing and then it's also what the fuck is that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if y'all can hear that. On the, you, on the what anime are you watching? But we just randomly heard Nikhil, the producer, <laughs> through his mic. We randomly heard like anime singing. Yeah. It was really strange. Exposed. Weeaboo, weeaboo, weeaboo. <laughs> <laughs> no, we about like it, was a, crazy. it was a commercial. It was a commercial. It's calm down. <laughs> He's he's never uh, getting on the mic again. I promise you. <laughs> his mic is staying muted for the rest of the month. <laughs> oh man, but that's hilarious. Back to what I was saying. I would Onyeku Komu on the court looks the best next to Jalen Johnson. And now that Jalen Johnson's out too, it's like it's harder to do to see the final product of Onyeku Komu um thrive. So I don't feel confident in him just yet. He has to prove it to me. You know what I'm saying? He has to prove to be a top 15 center in the NBA because that's what Clint Capella is. Yeah. Yeah, listen, I'm looking at the stats. 
When he's on the court every year, their offensive rebounding percentage goes down. So that's not great. And I'm looking on defensively every year. They're, yeah, every, every rebounding stat when he's on the court, it goes down. Which granted, that means that's because when he's not on the court, Clint Capella is, who's a perfectly fine rebounder. So maybe that's not entirely fair, Donyeka, to be like, oh, you're not as good of a rebounder as Clint when Clint's yeah. like three and a half inches taller. But yeah, I can see that. that. That'd be an issue, especially when they don't have a great rebounder at the four. I mean, I guess Jalen Johnson's probably better than like what they've had in past years with John Collins, maybe. But listen, he's not going to be there for six weeks, so that's tough. Yeah. Oh, man. The Hawks make me sad. Can we talk about another team? God damn it. Sure. Let's do it. We sure can, because now is the time. I don't know how y'all feel about this team. I am ready to bury the Golden State Warriors. Damn. A, I have completely given up on it's them. It's about that time. Yeah. Yeah. I was never high on them to begin with. I Last year after the playoffs, I after they lost to the Lakers, I said I was never impressed with them. People were like, oh, but they beat the Kings. The Kings were really good. I've always thought the Kings weren't a particularly well-suited team for the playoffs. So to me, needing seven games to beat the Kings when Sabonis has given you nothing isn't impressive, like at all. I think that was like not a good playoff victory in terms of projecting them for forward for other future playoff series. So coming into this year, they were older. You know Steph's not going to take a fall off, but everybody else is only getting older and older. The young players aren't quite taking the leaps you'd want. I wasn't very bullish on them. I didn't think they have a chance to win a championship. And I think if you thought the way I did, and you thought that their time was coming up, this core is aging out of its window, you have been confirmed right so far this year. Yeah, it's been mm. it's been tough. Listen, night one of the season, Charles Barkley had said, he was like, listen, the Warriors are cooked, right? He, he said that they were the, the fourth best team in California. And and, <laughs> and I was like, okay, like, let's, listen, it's night one, you're being a little hyperbolic, da 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 He was right. Like they are the fourth, he, they are the fourth best team in California. They are cooked. Like, listen, Clay Thompson is talking crazy. Draymond is acting crazy. Steve Kerr is coaching crazy. <laughs> like everything that can go wrong for this team is going wrong. Gary Payton, it was announced today that he's going to uh, miss some time. Chris Paul is hurt now. They, Andrew Wiggins has fallen off of a cliff. Right? I don't. I. 100% don't see a way back for this team. Right. Like, as yeah, for context for those listeners, the Warriors are currently eight and 10, sitting in the 10 seed. They're two and eight in their last 10 games. Like, like Donovan said, Chris Paul's hurt day to day. Gary Payton, Donovan said he's going to miss some time. He's going to miss a lot of yeah. time. He tore his calf. He's out indefinitely. Another serious injury to an incredibly valuable player for them because of his athleticism and just like speed and tenacity he brings defensively, something this team sorely lacks. I think we can boil this down to three major problems. Clay washed. Doesn't think he's washed. He's in his mellow stage of his career. And it's costing <laughs> him greatly because they're never going to bench him because Steph wants him there and Kerr trusts him. Draymond Green, erratic, isn't giving you much besides getting technical fouls. Never going to bench him because Steph wants him there and Kerr trusts him. They're young players. Kaminga's been eh. Moses Moody has been probably their third or fourth best player this he's season. Not getting the minutes because Steve Kerr and Clay because Steve Kerr and Curry want Clay Thompson there and trust him. So it really just boils down to their other two stars haven't been good enough. And because the decision makers there want to trust them, it's holding back other players from giving them getting the minutes and getting the free reign they need to develop into that next stage. Yeah. The, what do you do about that? Because you're not gonna get rid of no, them. No, it's the it's listen, it's it's really the the politics. And you talk about like, you know, Clay overshadowing Moody. It's Clay is going to be a staple. In, in whatever the Warriors do, like he's going to be there, yeah. right or wrong. That's that's the way it is. 
the Wiggins stuff is interesting because the other night, like Wiggins was was doing what he does, which is you know playing poorly, and Moody is actually having a, a <laughs> right. And Moody's actually having a good game, and Kerr pulls Moody for Wiggins for that lineup, and it's like Clay at this point, like obviously you have to like respect him. He's a non-shooter, man. Like he's not making that. He's <laughs> he's not making anything. Dre. You mean Wiggins? No, no, no. Clay. I'm t- I'm talking. Oh, Clay's a non-shooter. Clay's a non- <laughs> he's working everything, right? Well, he shoots thirty eight percent. He's not a non-shooter, but for his standards, for, for the type of shots he takes, he takes <laughs> shots like he's still Clay. Clay. <laughs> he's an irrational shooter. That's what it is. For them to be <laughs> the Splash Brothers and, and and like the offense to work, both of those guys need to be you know, knocking down shots at a highly efficient rate. And that is not happening. Yeah. So right now, him for his standards, non-shooter. Dre, non-shooter. Kevon Looney, non-shooter. So now you just have Steph Curry running cardio for 40 minutes a night, <laughs> trying to get everybody open, trying to hope that, that they double him. And it's just, it's not a good situation. They're the only, they also can't win at home. They're the only team right now in, in I guess, the top 10, in the playoff picture that has a losing record at home. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts six. three and which six. is wild oh man nothing's going right i feel like that'll i feel like that'll adjust to normal but it's not a good it's not a good sign i'll tell you that yeah no nah, nothing about the warriors makes me feel good at all if we were talking like the first seven games eight games of the season or whatever back when they were eating steph went out briefly for because of a little injury or whatever chris paul a lot of people raving about him and his magnificent start. Well, damn, he fell off of a cliff. He's shooting like 39% now from the field and 32% from three-point line. He's averaging like seven points. That is no good. Isaac Gutierrez, you were cooking last, what, two episodes or whatever it was. You said that man is in this Kyle Lowry phase. phase. You are correct. <laughs> he's just been at absolute zero. Now that he's gone along with Gary Payton and... Wiggins, the, he had his first good game last night against the against the Sacramento Kings. But even then, it's just like you need you need that a hell of a lot more consistent. And there's just not yeah. many other threats on this team to rely on, you know. So yeah. to say that your team is Andrew Wiggins reliance is scary as fuck. <laughs> what happened, to him, man? He was an all star a couple years ago. Okay, so, he was. <laughs> we know this, why this he was an all star, but yeah, yeah. Either way, he was good though. He was a like, very valuable player. But coming to this year, like I said, I wasn't high on them for a couple reasons. They can't generate rim pressure at all outside of Steph Curry. They traded Jordan Poole, one of their most dynamic players, has some juice in him, for Chris Paul, who, no, there's reasons to convince yourself it might work early in the season. We saw him do some good stuff with the bench units. But if you need a team that needs rim pressure and you're spending $45 million on a, the worst rim scoring point guard the NBA it has in his league, it's not going to help. They're lacking athleticism. I said after the first couple of weeks that they need somebody like Aaron Gordon at the four, someone that has juice, has a punch that can get to the rim, create that pressure, and just give them athleticism. The best version of that they have is Kaminga, who isn't very good, we can say it now, and Gary Payton, who just tore his fucking calf off his bone. That's crazy. So that's not going to improve anytime soon. And all of that has been bared out in the stats. There's a stat I'm cleaning the glass called location-based effective focal percentage, which means... You know, the type of shots that are most efficient in the game are rim shots and three-point shots, mid-range shots less so. And they rank it based off of, based on where you're taking your shots, what you're expected to score. You know, based on like, basically your shot quality is being measured. They're 30th because they are 30th in rim volume. They cannot get to the rim 
They are purely a jump shooting team. And like Donovan said, all their shooters aren't shooting well. So when you're 25th and field goal percentage on drives and Clay Thompson can't make a jump shot, it's impossible to win that way, especially when you don't have that defensive boost that we're saying. Yeah, I was so I was convinced that they were going to be able to stay afloat this year purely off of vibes. I I chalked all of last season up to just hey, it's out the it's out the door because Draymond punched Jordan Poole. Like they made their decision. You keep Draymond, you keep the anchor of your defense. You get Jordan Poole, who listen. You said that like you know trading him, it was the right thing to do. He was unplayable in playoff series yeah, and yeah. so it's like i guess i, I don't know it's a so there's it, a money issue money issue more than anything yeah too. but yeah i i figured that now that he's out the door and everybody can kind of breathe and it would be okay that they would be fun and you come out the gate and start what six and one whatever they did whatever they did and it's like okay like we're we're here right chris paul bench unit was good but that but again like the andrew wiggins stuff was also been Terrible because their starting five, just like the Hawks who we mentioned, their starting five was losing minutes. And so they they did not have a a core lineup that they could a hunt that they can do both two things up. They didn't have a lineup that they can play for a lot of minutes, and they didn't have a lot of uh they didn't have a lineup that they could play a lot of minutes and trust, right? You can you can play the bench, but how much are you trusting Gary Payton? And Moses Moody and Kaminga and all that. All right, sorry about that, guys. I had to do a quick cut because my audio stopped recording for some reason. So the last couple minutes were me using my camera audio. So if that sounded like shit for a few minutes, my bad. We should be back to normal. Donovan, what were you saying before I cut you off with the tech difficulties? I see. Listen, I, I forgot. All I know is that the Warriors are, <clears throat> at this point, they are cooked. Their starting lineup has, the, yeah. their starting lineup doesn't have a lot of shooting. Andrew Wiggins isn't the, the rebounding from him doesn't look doesn't look the same. The bench unit now that Chris Paul and Gary Payton are are hurt, the bench unit is cooked. So it's going to get very very ugly. And I think like they are, I would not be surprised if they missed the play in tournament altogether. Ooh, I have a question yeah. for y'all. I have a question yeah. for y'all. Before it gets very very ugly, would you? Try to make some type of trade happen. You have to. Would you dare float someone like Clay on? And they own all their picks for the next few years, of course. So is that something that you entertain? You can. You can. You, yes. Okay. If if there was just like on paper, absolutely yeah. you yeah. trade Clay. But Cl- Steph wants him there. You listen to Steph. You can't. You can't break up the Splash Brothers. Mike Dunleavy is a first year GM. He's not going to be the guy that gets known for breaking up the Splash Brothers. It's not going to happen. I would make a trade 100%. That includes Chris Paul's salary, picks, and maybe some of the young guys like Kaminga. He can go at this point. And I say that because you have to. The way they play right now, their whole style of play with the motion offense, like I said, no room pressure, all jump shooting. They're third in open shots created in the league, but they're still 19th in effective field goal percentage. So clearly the process is working, but the talent you got isn't suited to make it work. Maybe it's cold shooting. It'll get better, but... To me, it looks like they need to bring in more shooters, more creators that can attack the rim. So yes, the short answer is yes. We're, they should absolutely make a trade. The, the time, yeah, and not sorry. The time to get Clay out the building is in the offseason. You can't move. You can't move a legend of the team midseason. So him and Dre, they are there until I guess for them it's going to be April. Like they they they're, they're going to be in uniform until then, and then once they you know reevaluate where they are because. Everything that we've said about LeBron for the last 
you know, three, four years. And like, it's insane that he's still at this level and you have to do whatever you can to capitalize on his window right now. That applies to Steph too. Steph is, Steph is 35 years old and he's still one of the five best players on the planet. And as long as he is continuously shooting the way that he is and can draw the amount of attention that he can, you have to put a competent team around him. And when you have like, what, $80 million a year going towards Clay Thompson and Draymond Green, that's, it's a, it's a waste of resources at this point. So, yeah. Man. Yeah, but it's tough. Like this, I don't even know but what. Th- this is what, this is what it, happens, but, though. This is what happens with, di- with dynasties. You know, people get old and. Yeah, yeah, it's natural. I honestly like Mo. You asked, should they make a trade? To me, it's obviously yes. Do you have either one of you? I'll ask you first, Mo. Do you have like a positive outlook, like a a differing, contrarian view to why maybe it'll get better? Because to me, I see a team that is never going to win the points in the paint matchup, never going to win the turnover battle, never going to win the fast break battle, and has inconsistent jump shooters. And I don't know how you can overcome all those things. No, I don't think there's a real path to them being one of the more dominant teams in the Western Conference again. Everything, everybody's yeah. caught up. Everybody's faster than them. People, a lot of teams have a better offensive offensive than them. I think they have like the 13th best offense in the NBA. Their defense is man, but at the same time, Draymond missed like five games earlier in the season, so of course that affects a little bit. But still, 17th best defense in the NBA. That's not going to get you shit. And so there's no real pathway in my opinion for them to rise to the occasion and be heavy hitters alongside the team like the denver nuggets or the phoenix suns or maybe even the minnesota timberwolves because like they generally just don't have enough juice enough punch pound for pound player for player outside of steph curry you know so there's no real way that's why i don't even think they can compete with the lakers who are like the fourth best teams out there like i it's i you can't you can't count them out to some extent. They're kind of like after twenty twenty two. You're like, listen, maybe something voodoo magic will happen. Maybe they're on heat time where they just make some shit happen. You can't count out Steph in the core. That's but that's purely emotional and just like yeah. they're goats <laughs> and they'll figure it out. Logically, I don't see any reason to believe. Listen, that. Draymond Green choked out Rudy Gobert <laughs> a week and a half ago. The moment that happened. You look at this team and you say, okay, it's unserious. Like, uh, and again, and it's not, it's not Steph Curry's fault. It's not Steve Kerr's fault. It's Draymond's fault. But you look at this team and it's like, if we're choking people out on the basketball floor, Mm -hmm. I can't expect to look at this team on a night to night basis and say that everything is right. Especially when your quote unquote emotional leader is off the rails, right? That's, that's always been something that you could point to and say, he's kind of crazy, but it's okay because he's going to be DPOY level. That's not there anymore. And it's, they are, they're done. They're, they're done. He's just the epitome of moving like he thinks he's Pac. That old <laughs> he's moving like he's Pac. Clay's moving like he's mellow. And Steve Kerr is moving like he hates youth. Like, I don't know how you get past all of this. You don't. You can't. You just lose games. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> and this is just something for the fans to sit down and see because it's natural it happens to a lot of dynasties in the NBA. Not every single NBA team or organization is going to just thrive for 10 years like the Warriors ha- did a couple years ago. Like, it's just not going to happen, you know, and we're just like riding the course of the death of the Warriors era. 
And the yeah. 15 year old in me is dancing up and fucking down. <laughs> I was the number one <laughs> hater for these guys. <laughs> but now that I actually appreciate no. basketball, it's kind of sad to see. Nah, no, it's not. You're grittying on their grave. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, man. man. We, can, we can move on. Do you uh do y'all want to talk about the Detroit Pistons a little bit? Oh man, yes. <laughs> this is the all I have rebuild. to say. This is something I have to say, bro. You are an eternal hell as an NBA <laughs> fan. If you have to rebuild, you're rebuilt. What even is that term? You have to you messed up, so you're fixing your mess up. What the hell is that, man? They just have a lot. Uh, they have a collection of players who are. Good individually, I would say, and you can see them being productive. But as a collection, it's not it. Way earlier this ep- this season, in one of our episodes, I said, "Yo, there's a disconnect between Monty Williams and the fucking front office because this man <laughs> has this man has Jaden Ivy coming off of the bench, top five pick last year. This is just something you don't do. This this needs to be a conversation had, and eventually you made that switch. But now things are just absolutely cooked. The last time the the Detroit Pistons made the playoffs." Isaac and Donovan were 16 years old. We were 16 years old. We're 24 now. That's a long-ass time. Isaac and Donovan, like like you weren't all... That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Listen. Listen, we are old together, okay? That's that's one. That's one. Also, no. Man's masquerading as a youth. Fuck out of here. (laughs) When was the the Blake Griffin year? Was this 18? 19? The Blake Griffin year was what? Was it 2018? I think it was 2018. I think it was 2018. Yeah. Did they oh shit! Nikhil, Nikhil, can you? Yeah, yeah. They Nikhil, did, they can did. you hit the the franchise index and see? Yeah, because that was like what six years. My ago? math is off. Yeah. Either way, they, if you count <laughs> that year, they made, either, once, either, yeah. they made it once. They made it once in like way, eight or nine years. I've I've started and graduated college before <laughs> before <laughs> they, they made the playoffs again. So there's there's that. But I, listen, Bo, you you think that there's some type of disconnect between the front office and and Monty. I don't know how much that is because just because they gave him the richest contract for any coach in NBA history. <laughs> I and forget about that. <laughs> if it wasn't for that contract, Reddit. if it wasn't for that contract, he, he listen, you can make it through Christmas so you can get gifts for your family. The moment, 20, <laughs> the moment 2024 hits, your key card is not working. Don't come back. This 15, 15 <laughs> straight losses. It's unacceptable. I don't, I don't care what i don't care what the state of the team is 15 straight is absolutely crazy yeah again let's let's, let's take another step back we keep doing this let's, let's explain to people the situation like donovan said 15 straight losses they're 2 and 16 worst team in the nba when we were on stream the other day they played the wizards in the poopoo platter bowl yeah they lost <laughs> they currently in the last couple of years when since they've had Kate cunningham you know he's missed a lot of time but in the games he's played they're 25 and 66 they have made zero progress as a team around the number one pick. They've done zero progress in building around him in a way that can help him flourish. They are the worst three-point shooting team in the league, despite having a lead guard who needs three-point shooting. They are one of the worst defenses in the league, despite having a Star Thompson, Jalen Duran, Jake Kate Cunningham, people you would think would be good defenders. Nothing about this team is working from a structural level. They brought in Monty Williams, like Donovan said, to be the, the, you know, the richest paid head coach in the league he's supposed to be a culture changer he made the phoenix suns a contender that's something that takes time so we can't overreact and say that that won't work for him but so far the vibes and culture and everything there have been worse than they were last year again only 17 games that's something that takes time so i'll I'll give him time there 
but there has been no immediate results that have any give you as a Pistons fan any reason of optimism. Listen, they have they have Man. they have 15 losses right now. By the end of December, they're probably gonna have 30 losses on their on their record. Sick. Okay, actually, no, that, that's a lot. That's a lot. But they're they're, they're not gonna put them in the game. Yeah, like 24 yeah, probably. 20, 24 losses. Right. Still sick. How many teams in the Eastern Conference? Like, what teams do you think will have 24 losses all year? Like, are the Celtics are the Celtics losing 24? Are the 76ers? Are the Bucks? How like they're they're gonna have there's they, gonna be there's gonna be some teams that don't lose that many. You're there's, right. There's gonna be teams that have a year's <laughs> they like they're gonna have a year's worth of losses in two months, and <laughs> it's absolutely d- disgraceful. And like I just I don't know yeah. where they are going. And wh- Nikhil, this, can you zoom in? What is it? Does it say 9 and 52 in the 2023 calendar year? Oh my God. They're in hell, bro. 82 wow. and 238 over the last five seasons. Oh my. Oh man. This I, is where Detroit Pistons fans need to just sit down. And probably don't even invest any of your money to go into any of these games. Like, you're better off working on your side hustle instead of (laughs) spending time watching this. Go start a podcast. Yeah, start a podcast, bro. Start dropshipping. DoorDash, (laughs) power washing. Get it. Like, do something else. Get on TikTok shop. Watch any other NBA team. Go to TikTok shop. (laughs) Get your LLC. Because you are not doing anything productive. You are not even entertaining yourself by watching this struggling team rebuild like this though like this we would all think that i am in hell as an atlanta hawks fan you know what i'm saying after seeing uh, the second that your team like gets expectations placed onto them that's when things get a little bit more intense obviously and so for me as a hawks fan seeing this i am so happy and blessed to be in the position that i'm in because having to rebuild and rebuild and blow up something that's just was built two three years ago is embarrassing and they need to restructure everything because being lazy on defense and offense having no type of no type of strictness or rules or just anything <laughs> is ridiculous and so they just need they need a lot of changes they needed a lot of changes and i like sure the only benefit of the doubt that i can give them is like yo they're missing out on someone who's pretty fucking important who's an 18 point per game score you know they're six, seven. What's his last name? Bogdanovich still. <laughs> yeah. So it's like still <laughs> he changed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Bojan. it's like it, they're just cooked. They're cooked and needed. They need to start swinging pieces out left and right. Yeah. Nikhil, can you pull up the list of Detroit Pistons draft picks? Let's go. Let's figure out where this process got fucked. Because <laughs> in 2007, it's... when when LeBron scored 25 straight, that was the end. Listen, that was the end. <laughs> that was the end of the Detroit Pistons that everybody knew. This like this very you know rough, rough and physical team. They had made I think four conf- four straight conference finals, and they've made they like most said they haven't made the playoffs a lot since then. But yeah, let's see. Let's see what this has happened. Let's scroll down. What's it called? So in previous years, let's start with the, let's go back a little bit. Let's start with 2019. That's after they traded uh, Blake Griffin and they really drove into the rebuild. They started off, drafted Sekoa Demboye. Sekoa Demboye. Ass. Okay. Terrible. He's from France. He was horrible. He got signed signed with the Lakers in year two and he didn't get no run. He was a certified flop. 
he was a project pick, you know, the 15th overall pick. You can't blame him too hard for that. A lot of I folks are comparing swing. him to Giannis. Yeah. That's, he was one of those Giannis swing picks. So yeah, whatever. it wasn't a terrible pick. Isaiah Roby didn't work out. He ended up on OKC pretty quickly. Next year, 2020, Killian Hayes. I draft Twitter, the draft world liked him a lot. He was in France playing with grown men, like a lot of guys we see come in and have success. Looked to be a really good passer, legitimately good defensive player. Obviously hasn't worked out. He's memed as being the worst scorer in the NBA because it's true. I don't blame him for that. But, you know, a second miss in a row and on a project pick that just didn't hit. But they were early in the rebuild. That's when you take big swings, right? Is it? After yeah. that. After that. Cade Cunningham. They, they get blessed the number one pick. They get Cade Cunningham. They get Isaiah Livers, Luke Garza, and JT Thor all in one draft. Cade should be a generational player that changed your team around. Given the fact you build around him properly. What, after we go through the rest of these draft picks, we'll talk about him. See how y'all feel about him. Next year, 2022, they draft Jaden Ivey. Best player on the board. People like him a lot compared to John Morant. I've always thought it was a questionable fit with Cade Cunningham. But when you're in the top five and you have nothing going for you, you don't really draft for fit. And then this year they drafted Asar Thompson, who has been a hit certifiably. Where did this go wrong? What do y'all think is the issue with this young core? They just like Man. the team sucks. I just I <laughs> no, no, and he, here's why? here's why. And this is I, I think you see this a lot with with a lot of tanking teams is that you get into these modes where yes, you have you have an opportunity to draft a player very high. But like you said, you don't you don't put the pieces around around him to develop them, right? So when Cade Cunningham comes in and you've just missed on two straight picks, he's coming into one of the worst situations in the NBA. There the veteran presence around him, the team around him is not great and you are asking him, "Hey, immediately come in and raise the floor of this entire franchise that has been moribund for years. And so I tanking doesn't like, and I, I don't want to like, I, I am, I am. This is going to be like an anti-tanking tangent or whatever, but I don't like Gross. tanking doesn't necessarily guarantee you wins in the, in the <coughs> long run, right? Just because you bottom everything out and it might be the process that can get you the number one pick that number one pick doesn't guarantee you that you are going to be in a good position to develop them to be well, to be good. And so I think for them, they have tried to bottom out too many times. And whenever they do get the piece or pieces that can actually be building blocks of a franchise, they are surrounded by by nothing. And so t- the team sucks. Yeah. Think about that. I think it's, I don't, know, I don't really have an issue with tanking. They're not going to get free agents. You got to do what you got to do as a small market team. But think of all the names I just named out. Sekua, Killian Hayes, Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, Asar Thompson, and Jalen Duran will throw in there. None of these motherfuckers can shoot. They just keep <laughs> drafting athletic players that have traits and you hope develop into shooters. None of them develop into shooters yet. It's That's their problem now. It's impossible to have a good team when none of your most important players can shoot. Like, yeah. granted, it's not bad process, in theory, to draft young players. Like, we all like the Asar pick. We think he can develop into a decent shooter. And if he does, he'll be incredible. But, you know, if that doesn't work out, you're fucked. And none of these bets on shooters, besides maybe Jay Nivey, who's been shooting better. So is Cade this year from three, but not great. Cade shooting better is 34%. If none of the, none of the swings work out from perimeter shooting-wise, 
you're just not going to be able to build a good team and never going to be able to make any type of improvements. Yeah, for this team right here, there's a lot. There's a few things that fail them. I, I, me personally, I'm the complete opposite of Donovan. I believe in tanking wholeheartedly, but there's only so Why? far you can go with that philosophy. Why? Because it's the only thing you can do, and it's like it's a gateway to yeah. having a great young player. That's you got to take cut, yeah. point blank. It, period. It's either that or free yeah. agency, and getting one through the draft is the easiest way to do so. But 100, you have to that doesn't the draft fucking matter if no one in your front office has even a moslate molecule to learn how to put together a team bro go ahead and look go ahead on youtube and type in ko king of the fourth quarter and watch a rebuild <laughs> video you'll that'll do you some justice you know what i'm saying and at this point if i am a team like the detroit pistons you have to rebuild your rebuild do what's obvious get rid of someone like Jaden ivy not not to say that he's a bad player or anything like that but he is someone who you can extract some type of value for and help alleviate the pain that Cade Cunningham is going through. You know, there's only there yeah. should only be like three mainstay players who are not going anywhere. I'm sure we're all not down on like insanely down, at least on Cade Cunningham. He's he's literally in hell. Um, Asar Thompson, you know, what I'm saying like his potential is sky high. And then Jalen, Jalen Duran. those three have NBA skill, have skill sets that ping well enough with each other. And also there's, there's a clear path for them to potentially, there's a clear path for them to be, to be one of the best at their position, you know? Yeah. And so that's the main uh, thing. I don't think the problem is that they don't rebuild the team. To me, the bigger issue seems to be granted. I'm not a Pistons fan. I'm not out here watching 60 Pistons games a year. So maybe I don't fully understand this situation. It looks like player development. Like I said, they, they take yeah. a lot of raw draft picks that need to be developed into shooters. <laughs> none of them have developed so like that's clearly the issue i think is that none of these players have developed as you want you said we're probably not down on Cade. i think we need to have a discussion about Cade cunningham and how we're viewing him because early last year we were having conversations with him comparing him to anthony edwards that's the type of shit he was in and he just clearly through three years has been nowhere close to that level again not his fault he's a slasher with no shooters but I think we do also have to look at the player he is at, at what is he, 22 now, 23? Yeah. Yeah, 22. We kind of have to reevaluate what we think he can be based on what he's done so far. He's not the passer that we hoped he could be coming into college. People thought he'd be like LaMelo level passer. He's just not. He's not the athlete that we thought he could be. He's never been a good rim scorer. This year he shoots 52% at the rim. Granted, no spacing, so it's hard to get there. But he's not explosive getting past people to get to the rim. He's an okay-ish shooter. He shoots 34% from three. In college, that off-the-dribble shooting was like what was going to make him a star offensively. He's a, but he is a good defender, but none of his skill sets have grown to be elite yet. Yeah. He's well-rounded, and, so everything can come together to make him pretty good still, but yeah. I'm starting to doubt whoever be like a true superstar. Are y'all? Yeah. The thing the thing for Cade is like what's what made everyone sold on him is the passing and just how he could do pretty much everything on the court now yes i think his main comparison in the nba draft was this sounds fucking ludicrous but it is true it was fucking jason tatum and luka Doncic. that is yeah <laughs> that's nuts you know what i'm saying shades, obviously, yeah, shades of them yeah yeah he obviously like you know has <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. an insane 2k bill bro it's an insane 2k build and when you have someone like Cade who doesn't appear to be to be elite in any specific category 
Like he's not an elite shooter, obviously. He looks like he's changed the shot or earlier in his career, he's changed the shot a couple of times and it just looks so wonky. And now it's like it's an it's an at okay, okay place. Not one of the best passers in the NBA, even though he's good at it. Defense, bro, that entire team don't play defense, and he especially <laughs> does not really play defense either. <laughs> so it's like I think it's time for potentially us to consider him as not that guy and this <laughs> rebuilding the rebuild he is a part of that but that doesn't mean like he can't be one of the guys you know there's nothing yeah, wrong for sure, being for the sure. Guy. he'll be good it's just yeah like i don't know if we can project him to eventually be a top 15 player anymore and i think coming in you know, number one pick he was thought to be generational he's just not y'all see like, this tweet on the, on the screen from man from, from mo this is mo this summer said not a lot of people gonna care but the Pistons have made amazing moves, man. Pushing play it. And and Isaac, and Isaac responded with a classic blanket mode. Blanky mode meme. <laughs> <laughs> now listen, this was after the NBA draft, and they took Sar Thompson and then man. Yeah, and it, it just it just has embarrassing. It just hasn't listen, it hasn't panned out, and the person that they're building around <laughs> isn't what they thought they were gonna be. And for Cade. If we're talking about that conversation, you have to pick one. You can either be bad at scoring at the rim or bad or bad at shooting. You can't be both, right? If you if you if you're gonna be that guy, you can't be both. Pick one, and then we can work on the other. But it's just there's too many faults in the game right now, and yeah, they Mo's been saying it. They have to rebuild the rebuild, but they are going to have to really change up their entire strategy because whatever they've been trying and the prospects that they've been going after. They they are not equipped to build a team around them um, to to yeah. be to be successful. So, See, and, and, and wh- yeah. whether that means being like aggressive in the trade market and just saying, "Hey, we're gonna go bring some guys in that can play right now," and that and then we can start developing them. Maybe that's that'll maybe be that's the worst move. thing ever for them. It might not be. It might not be. You see what Houston did. Yeah. Houston's done that. They got some adults in the room, right? And now you have a couple guys, yeah. right? You got a real coach. You're able to Getting, yeah. to develop just a little bit better. Maybe they take that path instead of bottoming out. Yeah. No, for sure. I, think I thought you were alluding towards the Zach Levine route, which I'm like, I don't like. No, that no, 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 no. Not because, not like swing. But for, getting not, adults yeah. in the room, I like. Yeah, them. not swing for the fences to be like, oh, we're gonna go from the worst team in the league. We're gonna make the playoff. Like you don't have to make that level jump, but. Just say we're not tanking this year and we're actually going to try and be a competent basketball team. There's a lot of value in that. I agree. I agree. I think they have to do that because we're talking about Cade recalibrating our expectations, but we can't write him off as like never being an all-star because like we said several times, no shooting and he's a slasher. He shoots bad at the rim. It's hard to shoot good at the rim when you got a million motherfuckers standing in the paint. Like he's not John Morant. He doesn't have the athleticism to bail him out and to let him get to his spots no matter what. Not that type of guy. He desperately needs spacing for us to even find out if he can be a good scorer. Because when you watch him play, like he can move, he can get to his spots, like move around. It looks like he can do what he wants. He just can't. He's not in a team environment that can let him flourish to finish. Adding Boyan will help. If Don, like Donovan said, add more shooters, add more competent players can help. I don't know how you have to do that because otherwise, I don't know how you can form opinions about your main guys when it's they're just not in a situation that can let you really evaluate them. I don't think. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it's tough and. More a little bit more context behind this tweet. I saw them boys go ahead and you know what I'm saying make make moves for fucking Alec Burks and 
Joe Harris, who hasn't played for a minute. I think he's hurt, but I don't remember when he got hurt or whatever. But he's always hurt. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. That's Joe Harris for you. And seeing that they had Did they sign Monte Morris? Yeah, and they signed Monte Morris, and that was even more context behind this tweet. And like this tweet would make so much sense if these vets were making the waves that I thought they would and be making the impact locker room wise and just send the tone for how to be professional on a consistent basis in the NBA. But they haven't. And then alongside that, Kate has been disappointing. And so it's just an overall, it's an overall shit show. So they have like literally nothing going right for they them. They have two things. They have two things going right for them, though. They they really do. One, Big Sean designs their jerseys. That's hard. And then, and then two, <laughs> at the game, they have this ice chain. And so who is ever like in the crowd and they're wearing like a like a cool necklace, they show oh. them and they 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 show love. So listen, if you dripped out, the, the Detroit Pistons, they will find you. So those are the two things that they Don't have. Don't they have like a diamond tester too? Yeah. Yeah, no. Nah. That's a, it's a very interactive, that's you know. Tough. It's a it's an interactive experience when you step into the Little Caesars arena. You're telling me kind of nice. that I gotta sit down and watch this dog shit of a product. Plus, on top of that, you're gonna embarrass me on the big ass jumbo truck. But imagine watching that fake? though. It's rough. Imagine, <laughs> imagine paying oh. exactly. Imagine paying money, right? It could be a road game. You can go watch the Lakers and then and then look at somebody in the crowd and be like, ah. Diamonds are fake. <laughs> Diamonds are fake. <laughs> it's kind of fun. Uh, that's true. Let's move on, man. I want to talk about another team, the Toronto Raptors. Listen, we've talked about it before. Raptors fans have a bit of a victim complex because they're overlooked being Canadians and nobody really cares about them in the NBA. <laughs> it's true. There's times we don't care about them and we gloss over them. And we get a lot of comments saying we should talk about them more. And I agree. And I think... Today, we should talk about the fact that they, once again, fucking suck. And I think they should panic. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time to talk about Sorry, them. Ike. They are currently either, was it 11th? 11th in the Eastern Conference. In the last 10 games, they are 4-6. and six, And I watched them play, and I cannot imagine a team that is more mediocre, more below average in many categories than the Toronto Raptors. I fucking hate watching them. <laughs> I think they are Detroit Pistons. Given like one Pokemon evolution, they're the Damn. middle evolution of the Detroit Pistons. You go Damn. Pistons, and you evolve to the Raptors, then you evolve to the Knicks in terms of <laughs> untalented teams. Damn. <laughs> yeah, man. Okay. Okay. I wouldn't go that far, Isaac. In terms I'm kidding. Of I'm kidding. Them ridiculously, <laughs> no. Guy. But when it comes to calling them ridiculously mid, I wouldn't go that far because I at least know like what they're good at. They play defense really well, you know. But at the same time that's what they've been doing all these years and that's never been an issue the issue has been a few other things around them so at least they're not like i could i can't put them in the same stratosphere as detroit because detroit has serious issues oh, of course, of course. Issues, I was joking. roster issues and all that but yeah listen you can know you can know decisions. what you are right and you can have an identity and still be mid like those two things are not mutually exclusive and the raptors are that <laughs> they 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 know exactly what they are and they're they're 11th in defense. They're not even like a lead at it. Like they're, they're it's not a bad. good defense. You know, they're a good defense. But you know, when you're the 25th offense, I don't think it matters particularly much unless you're like the number two defense that like you're not going to win games. That evens out. It evens out. What's their what's their net rating at? Are they like what twelve or something? They are minus one point two. Is a point differential from offense and defensive rating? Yeah, minus one point two. Yeah, that's not great. Which is you're a below average team. That is 22nd in net rating, mm. and. The reasons why are pretty fucking obvious. We've all said it from the jump. It's the same same issues they had last year. They have no passers. 
no creation. Everybody that they're trying to meet the creators can't dribble, can't pass. So they play really sloppy. Uh, I follow a lot of Raptors fans for some reason. And they're all like, I feel like I'm watching high school kids play. And then I go watch the Nuggets and I'm like, this is real basketball. Oh my God. Like it's a revelation. It's, it's so night and day when you have Dennis Schroeder, OG Ananobi, and Scotty Barnes being the ball handlers. Then you go watch any other team and see people that can actually play make. It's, it, it, no, there's not even any complex analysis needed. Their players don't make sense because as we've said for years, they're all the same player. They all have big forwards who can be secondary or tertiary creators and can play defense and shoot a little bit. But they just have a bunch of them and nothing that compliments them. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, Masai Ujiri, I said this Mo last year. Mo Masai This is so funny. He does not like this man. At no, all. I do like him. I just think he should be on CTE watch because, like, there's no <laughs> way in hell you should be asking some team like four or five picks for OG Adenobi. Like, there's no way in hell you have an opportunity to, I would say, barline finesse to my Atlanta Hawks and say, no, we're going to double down with Pascal Siakam and not trade him. And you're watching him, although he, he's, he's bounced back. He's bounced back so far this season. He's having like cool 20 points per game. But for his standards and for what he was over the last few years, it's a bad season, you know. And so there's no way you want to give the keys to someone like Scotty Barnes and fire your last head coach, bring someone new in and create this new offense and still have Pascal Siakam there and not any players to help, you know, add recipe. To, like It's like you fired the head chef and you bring in someone new who has this great idea bringing cooking up this brilliant gumbo whatever it is and you don't have any of the right utensils or seasonings exactly. to do so you have nice 100%. equipment scotty barnes is a nice big ass shiny pan but bro you're over here trying to stir stir a pan with a with a exactly. you're cooking, you're cooking. noodle bro it's like what are you doing Bro, you tell him to cook gumbo and you give him Pop-Tarts, Nutella, and duct tape and be like, make something <laughs> good. Like, it's, it's, it's disgusting. Like, there's terrible ingredients, so a terrible product comes out. It, it's honestly hilarious. Another part was, like, Scotty Barnes started the season great, so we all, like, apologized to him because we kind of doubted him, and he made improvements. That motherfucker came back to Earth. <laughs> oh, my God. He was waiting to say this. <laughs> he looks like Scotty Barnes. He's currently uh, averaging 18.9 points per game, 9.2 rebounds, which is impressive, 5.6 assists. Better than last year. He's good. Like, he's made a improvements. He's, like, not a bum at all. We never thought he was a bum, but we just questioned if, like, how much better he can be. And the start of the season, he was averaging, like, 26 points per game. Looked like he made a star leap. And we acknowledged that, and we gave him his credit. He no longer looks like a star by any means. Again, not entirely his fault because the team doesn't fit around him at all, and he's just, like, trying to get out the mud. But you look at his stats, he is just, like, the same player as last year, except now he shoots 38% from three which is a, I think is real and a meaningful improvement for him. Like if he can be a legitimately good three-point shooter, that makes him a better player long-term. Yeah. But like he's shooting worse at the rim, a little bit worse from mid-range. Defensively, he's still really good, which I think is underrated. Still a good passer. So like, again, he's a better version of last year because he can shoot threes. But he didn't make a huge star leap, I don't think. And without that, what does his team have to look forward to? Their starting lineup has a negative net rating. That's never a good sign. <laughs> oh, Listen, man. they, they should have... They have been reveling in their 2019 championship for much too long. And they should have known, they should have <laughs> known that the moment Kawhi walked out the door or the moment that they traded Kyle Lowry, this whole era is over. And we should actually like, we should try and go in a new direction. And the moment they got Scott, Scotty Barnes, the same thing that we've been saying for the Pistons and for all these other young teams is now that you have your piece that you want to build around, 
it's okay if you don't want to bottom out, right? And it's okay if you don't want to go all in or do whatever, but you have to put the pieces around around them to complement their skill sets, right? Development is, that is one of the biggest keys of development is making sure that they have the tools around them to, to elevate what they do well. And then you can hide, you know, you can hide their weaknesses while they work on it and do all that stuff. Like Isaac said, they have the same player times four. And in a moment, <laughs> in a moment that they should have like, I guess, tanked or, or sold or done whatever, they traded a first round pick to go get Jakob Pertle. And it was CTE. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a very, very CTE move where you're just kind of questioning the moves that they have. So we'll see. This summer is I think is gonna be a very definitive one in Masai Ujiri and you know, seeing if he's actually washed and whatever it's been past due. The the bill is due for that championship and they need to pay it. And so somebody has to get moved, somebody <laughs> nice. has to change. Yeah, man. You were talking about earlier, you were doubting tanking. This team should show you why tanking is necessary when you're a small market team. You make all-in moves. Eventually, you said, like you said, the bill becomes due and you got to rebuild. This is what happens when you <coughs> refuse to rebuild and you try to turn to just be mid forever. They are the NBA equivalent of the New Orleans Saints. Okay. 416-979-6885. That is a psychiatric hospital. <laughs> Masai Ujiri, please check in soon. <laughs> because <laughs> there is no reason why we are what we're in november right now <laughs> and you haven't <laughs> traded away or you don't have any plans or intentions to do anything with two super valuable players i would argue is one of the most valuable players sought after players in the nba and og adonobi and pascal siakam they're free agents free agents so you're telling me, what, what are we going to say? What are we going to do? What is Masai Ujiri's family going to do when they see him just fumble his team and his job? <laughs> Sees the Raptors play and his answer, no. it's to put Masai Ujiri in Arkham Asylum. <laughs> I'm done. It just doesn't crazy. make any sense. Oh my God. That's going to be a hilarious Twitter clip. Oh Jesus Christ. Oh my oh gosh, oh. man. Yeah, man, like I said, it's just, they have to, it's so simple. They have to rebuild. And there's been points in previous seasons when you could make some former argument for them still being a good team. A couple of years ago, like when the bubble season happened, the year after that, they were still good. Siakam was a star. They just got Scotty. Like OG was flourishing. Fred Van Vliet was at his peak. He was looking really solid for a few years. Made an all-star game. There was some reason to argue that they should keep the core together because they can compete. And Agreed. you never know. They were in KD trade talks. Any big move like that can happen and this team could go from meh to being put over the edge. That time has passed. They lost Fred Van Vliet for nothing and still decide to make no changes. They could have fucking traded Fred Van Vliet last year because they knew they were going to lose him for nothing. The whole world knew. And they still made no decision and still continued to just sit on their hands and hoard their mediocre pool of assets and wait. And your time has passed. Your assets are no longer as valuable as they were before. Siakam is expiring. OG is expiring. You lost Fred Van Vliet for nothing. You're just, the longer you wait, the worse your rebuild is going to be. You're delaying the inevitable and just suffering for it. Damn, that's tough. <laughs> yeah, man. That's Shit that's is tough. sickening. <laughs> most, most ridiculous. Shit guys. is sickening. <laughs> he's, he's ridiculous. <laughs> All right, before we finish up this part of the pod, let's do a rapid fire through other teams that obviously should do the panic button. 
I feel like there's some names and teams that we've talked plenty about that we should just go through real fast. First off, the Bulls should be more than panicking. They should be in the second gate of hell, descending towards their <laughs> dark, deepest, darkest nightmares. They're past the point of should they panic, they're obviously panicking. Yes. How do you feel about the Grizzlies? Let's go through them real quick. I think that the Grizzlies... John Morant. I, no, listen. I think that they should panic, but for a different reason. Mm-hmm. John Morant's going to come back and make them better. They need a top pick, right? They they should be they should be <laughs> worried about John Morant coming back and messing up what they have going on. They are hard. They're, they're not going to make the play-in. They're not going to make the playoffs. They are playing for ping pong balls right now. And John Moran is going to come back, <laughs> jump over everybody, do you know, have all the highlight dunks, and they're going to win two more games, and it's going to mess up their odds. So they should be worried about that. <laughs> John Moran comes back December 19th, and the same night, ironically enough, the NBA and Adam Silver was on timing. It's going to be a game on TNT versus Zion Williamson and the New Orleans Pelicans. But, you know what I'm saying, after that, they have to play the Pacers, the Hawks, Pelicans again, Denver Nuggets, Clippers, Kings. Dang. You know what I'm saying? And those aren't easy games whatsoever. So they have a pretty tough schedule, I would say, over the next 15, over the next 15, 16 games. And I'm on your side, Donovan. If I'm the Memphis Grizzlies at this point, and if we're that deep in the trenches in the mud, what is the point of trying to compete? You know what I'm saying? When there's nothing to really compete for, for being realistic about them and their championship odds this season specifically. Doesn't make any sense. Exactly. Listen, Marcus Smart is hurt too. And he's he's hurt. Jerry Jackson Jr. We talked on the on the stream the other day about, you know, whether if he's a role player at this point or not. He hasn't been he has <laughs> he crazy. hasn't been fantastic. But they are their offense is obviously gonna get a boost. Like Desmond Bain is gonna fall into a much more comfortable position. Right now he's creating a lot more than what you would want Desmond Bain to create. And Jaw's just going to take a lot of pressure off of him. But that is, it's going to be very interesting seeing how much or how easily Jaw's able to integrate himself back into this team. But yeah, if I was the front office, that would be my biggest concern is we're going to mess around and not, <laughs> and not have as high a pick as we need to. Yeah, well, they don't want to, though. They're not going to want that pick. They're going to want to get back into squeaking into the playoffs because they're going to believe that they have a puncher chance. That would never Jaws. happen. I mean, okay, so that's the question. They're 3-13. and 13, They're in a huge hole. If we've seen this team be really good, and their version of really good is like the two seed. So could they not get back to the 10 seed? Is, no. Like, no? That, that's too big of a No, you're down, you're down 10 with another month without Ja or another three weeks without yeah, Ja. You're probably going to lose another, what, seven games or something like that. So if you come out... Did they win today? Uh, I don't know. Oh, I think I think so. I think so. So if they... If, yeah, they beat the Jazz. So 4-13 right now. If they are jaws out for 25 games if they are seven and what what would that be seven and 18 is that is that enough an 11 game hole to get back to 500 listen it's jaw not prime LeBron. I don't <laughs> exactly know. i don't know if you can make that happen i don't i think they're done either way based on if you want them to be bad or you want them to be good it's something they should panic because they're sadly going to be stuck in the middle and nobody's going to be happy <laughs> at all it's a lost season yeah they're done for they're done for. Next no one team, wants to see it. Let's talk about the Clippers. They're obviously a team that has been in a lot of panic talks. Do you, Are you guys feeling like, based on what you've seen from the Clippers, no, they started off horrible, still aren't good. They lost a couple nights ago uh, in pretty ugly fashion to a team they should have beat, which was the Nuggets without Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon, and Nikola Jokic. They found a way to lose. And right now they're playing the Kings, and they're up big in the, first, in the start of the second half. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. But overall, has been a poor, poor, poor experience with James Harden. 
Should they panic? Something that I'm panicking about. This is like a little bit more bigger picture than the Clippers and the James Harden experience itself is like Kawhi Leonard because it doesn't matter how good, in my opinion, uh, James Harden would fit on this team. I I think in the year 2023, Paul George cannot be your best player and James Harden cannot be your best player if you want to have real championship aspirations. It all falls on Kawhi Leonard and how much of a bionic man he can be mm-hmm. how much of a cyborg he can be. Can he be close to his peak form? And so far this season, he hasn't been that now. You know what I'm saying? It is early in the season and a lot of players struggle and all that. But Kawhi's coming off of an injury. And so and he hasn't looked like himself at all. I said earlier this season, he's looked real Rudy Gayish, and he's continued to look <laughs> like that. <laughs> and so. That's that's like what my biggest that's what my biggest fear is. I'm, I don't want to see Kawhi just be cool being the third option on this team or the second option on the team. Like that can't be the way. <coughs> yeah, um, I I see no reason to say they're going to be good. They just haven't been since they traded for him. So yeah, I guess they should panic because they suck right now. And <laughs> I, you get again when you have a team that makes a big move like trading for James Harden, it's going to take time. They're gonna. You would assume get better as time goes on. The question is, to what degree do they get better? Do they hit a point where you feel like they can contend? I have no clue. The loss that they yeah. had was probably the most embarrassing loss of the NBA season. It has to be. The, the, again. You lost to DeAndre Jordan in 2023 and Reggie Jackson Nick, in your huh. building? Reggie Jackson had oh, 35 and 13 against the Clippers. What is what are we talk? What's happening? What is happening w- with your team? And I think moving forward and in a playoff context, those four on the floor together just don't fit well enough to win consistently. I don't think that they're going to go far. I think their like long term aspirations are probably cooked. They're probably done. <laughs> so yeah, if I was a Clippers fan, I would be panicking a lot. Yeah, it's. At this point, they're clearly in a state of panic, and the door is always open for them to, at any point, figure it out, and they're being a good team. You have to acknowledge that possibility is out there, but there's no reason to think that it's like likely. Like The chances are non-zero, <laughs> but they're not high at this point, I think. <laughs> Man, I feel so sorry for the Clippers. Are there any more Don't feel sorry. teams that y'all want to panic about? Don't feel sorry. <laughs> Um, um, any of the teams we should talk about? Listen, we're pushing a g- agendas. I'll get this quick takeoff. The Milwaukee Bucks, in terms of long term, right? This mm. long term, they have a lot to figure out. They're winning games right now. They're second in the conference. They are doing what they're supposed to do, right? You are supposed to win games early and you're supposed to find ways to win. But they, the defense is getting better, right? The, the problems that were terrible in the first two, three weeks of the season, the stuff that made me put them towards the middle of the league outside the top 10 in the power rankings, they're improving on those things. But are they going to get to a championship level come playoffs? Are they going to get to a to a point where you can legitimately challenge Boston, even Philadelphia in a playoff series? I don't know. I so, think so I would say like, quiet, woo, personally, quietly panicking, right? We're not going to let anybody know that we're panicking. But, but we're gonna we're gonna keep an eye on that. I don't know. I'm man. not panicking at all about them. I think they'll be fine. They're like you said, they're getting better. Last game they beat the Heat. Giannis and uh, Dame both had 30 points. Like they clicked as you would hope them to. 
the de- they're not going to be a strong defense. Like they're not going to be elite elite defense that like they have in the past. They just don't. Have- Malik Beasley is their stopper. Unless they make a move and find an on-ball defender that can be the go-to at the two, they're not going to be an elite defense. But I think their offense is going to be great eventually. Like we said in the stream, Dame starts every season really slow. He has basically the same shooting splits he had to start last year. And by the time the season ended, we were like, holy shit, this is Dame's best year of his career. I think Dame's going to probably continue that path. Like he did, he just does this. He doesn't touch the ball all summer. And then he comes in slow and creeps back up. We're seeing that start to happen now. So personally, I think they'll be fine. Although you think you'll be, they'll be fine. And Donovan <laughs> thinks that, you know what I'm saying? Just quietly press the panic button. I am over here not pressing the panic button, but I'm looking at it and then I'm raising my eyebrow and I'm looking at Adrian Griffin because I'm just like, <laughs> what are you cooking? Like no this facts. team. Although, yes, I know Drew Holiday is gone. One of the best, arguably the best perimeter defender in the entire NBA. But seeing how fall they've fallen off is just like real questioning. And then also on top of that, seeing the. But they haven't. They haven't fallen off the heart. They're 13 and 5. I'm talking about defensive. Defensively, oh, they've yeah, fallen yeah. off. Yeah, defensively, yeah, they've fallen off. And there's just like no real excuse for that other than the Drew Holiday thing. Um, and then back to offense, we haven't seen Dame or Giannis become even one of the five best duos in the NBA yet, in my opinion, in terms of synergy and knowing these player spots and all that now, giving them grace because they are new and they haven't played with any with players their archetype or each other's archetype ever before. So it's going to take a little bit of time. But at the same time, I don't see them making the necessary strides to get to the point to where people are putting them in the conversations, in the same conversations as the Celtics and the Denver Nuggets. And if you're not going to be in those conversations, like halfway into the season, at least, then, you know what I'm saying? They're going to have, they're going to be in hell, in my opinion. Yeah. One, one last, one They'll last thing. Fine, I think. One, one last thing I hope that, so. that I have on the, on the bus. And this is something that I'm actually panicking about. Chris Middleton does not like he doesn't look like the same Chris Middleton that we have come to expect. He's playing 20 minutes a night. He's averaging 12 points a game. I think for them to go far, he's going to have to be some type of version of the 2021 Chris Middleton. And that version, that, yeah. that version might just be gone. It's been two years of, of like injury filled years. And I don't know if that version is going to come back. So I am very strongly pressing the panic button on the Chris Middleton situation. Now. Yeah, but I mean, it's just a minute's restriction while he's recovering because they're taking it slow. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not going to write him off until we see him get back to that full minute's restriction. I mean, full minutes load. Because, like, I mean, he's not going to put up 20 points per game when he's averaging 20 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, it's not possible. So I, I agree. They need him to be great for them to have a chance. But, you know, he's shooting 52% effective field goal percentage, 56% on his twos. The three point shot isn't falling. I think the three point shot will be fine. That's the most yeah. scalable thing. Four assists and four rebounds, 12 points. Like for 20 minutes per game, I think that's fine. I'm not, I'm not writing him off because he's not injured now. You know, it's just a, it's just a cautionary recovery process. Uh, yeah. I'm Last night was one of his best games of the season against uh, the Miami Heat and Lord Lumpy, Lord of the Lumps, Lord Lord Lumpy, hey Chris Middleton, <laughs> put up 17 points, and although Cooking he up. shot like one of three from the from the three point line, he hit. Two very timely bucket, two very timely buckets, and two very Chris Middleton. This is why we gave you that fat ass bag, <laughs> Chris Middleton, and he made that appearance. And so, I am w- worried, but seeing him put off 
put up that performance and incrementally get better and more to himself as time has gone on makes you feel a lot better about their future. Yeah, listen, in the past, they've been a top-tier defense and a league average offense. The team's just flipped now. They're the number, they're number five in offense right now in 21 in defense. And they're 21 in defense because they started like 27, so they're getting better. I think they'll probably get to the playoffs as like the fourth or fifth best offense. And, you know, the top five are always pretty jumbled. And probably like the 15th best defense, which they'll have to lock in and have really smart game plans and elevate defensively in the playoffs. But it's possible, you know, when you have a top-tier offense head by two of the best players in the league that you can rely on to be the best players in the league in the playoffs. I, that's a winning formula, I think, just in a different way than we expected. Yeah, it's just weird. It's just weird, and it's just, like, so flipped. And I wasn't prepared yeah, for weird. that at all. Me neither. But, but that's just us underestimating the impact of coaching and the fact that they wanted they wanted to be a very different team. Like they saw that formula not work and went into it with the explicit mindset of we need to shake some shit up. And that's what they did. Yeah, that is very true. You know what I am prepared for though? Crayon uh, eaters. Demen- what? It is time to rejoice. Okay. It is Tell TikTok time. It is oh. TikTok time. You looking at me, nice. you looking at me, you looking at me. Let's 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 get the engine roaring, man. Let's get the engine roaring. Woo! <laughs> Our favorite time of the pod. It's officially back. We're gonna play some games, do some drafts, have some fun. Welcome to TikTok time. As always, we're gonna start with the draft. And this time we're gonna do a player draft instead of a lineup. And that's gonna be us building the perfect bald NBA player. So we can only pick player traits from players that were at one point of their career bald. We are bald specialists here. This is what we do. We're, we're very knowledgeable <laughs> and, and bald. I'm very excited. <laughs> it's the best bald type of content. Mania. Bald mania. Let's do it. <laughs> Who got the best shinies? Right. Facts. So yeah, again, anybody that had to be, they had to be bald at some point of their career. Draft order is me, Mo, Donovan. And yeah, I guess I'm first. I listen. I got the first pick. The easy thing to do would be to pick a Jordan trait. I'm not doing that. Give me Shaq's body. That's fair. That's <laughs> fair. Wow. Okay. Yep. Shaq's body. I want to build a crazy big. Wow. Okay. Shaq's body is very interesting. You know what? I would pick Jordan too, but let's spice it up. Give me Ray Allen three point shooting. Ah. Ooh. We let Jordan fall to three. Interesting. You got yeah. me. You got me. All right. I don't know if I want to do this. You know what? Let's just keep Michael Jordan falling. Because what I'm gonna what I'm <laughs> what I'm gonna do is. I'm going to take Kevin Garnett defense. Okay. Mm. And I'm going to take Vince Carter finishing. Damn, mm. I was going to pick that next. That's where I'm going. That's great. That's great. That's great. Okay, cool. So I can't let MJ fall anymore. All his damn near want to kill me already. Give me MJ finishing. Okay. Give me... Mm. Oh, I'm in an interesting spot now. Give me Kobe Bryant shooting. On Shaq's body. Ew. That's absurd. <laughs> okay. That's absurd. Shaq with a midi. <laughs> oh That's my. gross. Tough. Okay. So. Okay. And then. Ooh, okay. Give me Jason Kidd's passing. That's nice. That's Oh, nice. damn. You be dishing that. I got Jokic huh? passing and Shaq's body with Kobe shooting. Ew, your player makes no sense. Gross. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm a fan though. 2K player. 2K player. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan though. Okay, cool. So go ahead and give me 
Ew, I just spit into the mic. That threw me off. Okay, my bad. Go ahead and give me Gary Payne defense. Good pick. Okay. Like that, like that. Okay, give me... Where do I want to go? Give me Rip Hamilton shooting. Okay, MIDI specialist. Right, that's where I'm going. And then put all of this into into Dwayne Wade's body. Oh, you stole my pick. Yeah, why do you have KG's defense on a guard? He can do everything. Misplaced. I didn't think (laughs) you were going to do that. He's He, (laughs) He can defend everything. (laughs) All right. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Okay, whatever. You know what? Go ahead and give me Charles Barkley body. Fuck. Why would his body? Why would you waste that? This is basically Zion Williamson with a J. Let's run it. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, you wasted it on his body. Damn. Ah, that ruined me. You know what? Donovan's fault. Give me Kareem Abdul-Jabbar finishing. Okay. I got the post moves on Shaq's body. That's pretty crazy. Okay, okay, okay. And then, are we counting Tim Duncan as bald? He had, he no. had, he had a moment. He had a moment. He did. If he's Tim, not on Tim my team, Duncan's then no. Defense. Asshole. <laughs> Tim Duncan's defense. I got the <laughs> perfect build. Oh my gosh, bro. Damn. Okay. Now I am left astray. And my passer is not going to be elite because you fucking stole Jason Kidd from me. So... That leaves me with no other. Damn, who the hell is bald and who was fire passing? Y'all <laughs> trying to nerf me with Magic Johnson. We all know he was bald as shit. No, Magic Johnson was, was not, not bald. bald. He had a little he bit of stubble bald. on his head. Yeah, look at y'all going to bat for Magic now. Is that, per- is that the type of person you are? <laughs> uh, Listen, shit. I enjoyed winning time. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed it. Bring that shit back, please. No, Showtime, pick it up. Please. That's Streets gross. Need it. I'm begging you, FX, pick it up. <laughs> okay, you know what? Where you going? It's not beautiful, nothing crazy, but go ahead and give me Reggie Miller passing. Was he bald? Okay. Just, yeah. Not a particularly good passer. But Reggie go Miller passing? Was his, oh, dang. Yeah, it's what I had to go with. Yeah, you're sold. Very average passer. <laughs> you're sold. Busted my man. Busted my Should player. Should have him. All right. For passing, hmm. Mm. All right, we'll go here. We'll, got some options. I do, I do, I do. And I'm just going to go, give me one of the all-time leading assist, assist makers. Give me Mark Jackson for passing. Oh, he was he bald. He was bald? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. You got me there. I don't know. Are you all aware of the fact that Darren Williams was bald? No, I wasn't. Oh, he was, was bald. but he was... Yeah, Darren Williams. Go pick was Reggie bald. Miller. You could have had Darren Williams. You could have Manu Ginobili, Chauncey Billups, Sam Cassell. Oh, Manu, that killed me. That killed me. <laughs> Sam Cassell averaged nine assists. <laughs> yeah, but Sam Cassell looks like a cockroach. I don't want him on my team. Oh, my, oh my God. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> 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 Just kidding. That's not even. Uh, nice. I went, <laughs> that's not even. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's the end of that video. My player is the body of Shaq. Kobe shooting, Kareem finishing, Tim Duncan defense, and Jason Kidd passing. <laughs> a god. So, so who is your player most similar to in the NBA right and he now? Still, he still can't shoot. Nikola Jokic with Shaq's body? Still can't shoot. Jokic with Shaq's body. 
And Tim Duncan really, defense. yeah, really just Jokic with fucking Tim Duncan defense, bro. <laughs> it's just like the body. best player of all time, casually. <laughs> Gross. Okay, so I got Charles Barkley body, Ray Allen shooting, MJ finishing, Gary Payton defense, and Reggie Miller passing. That Reggie Miller passing was shot me in the foot right there. I was cooking, so, but I couldn't finish. <laughs> all right, I have D Wade. It's your fault. I have D Wade's body, Rip Hamilton shooting, Vince Carter finishing. Kevin Garnett defense and Mark Jackson passing. Actually, Donovan is a worse player. Pretty easily, I think. What are you talking about? Pretty easily. Oh, One, you can't shoot threes. You're a mid-range specialist. The rest of us can shoot threes. That that hurts. Secondly, you have big man defense with a guard body, so it's just like you a worse act like of Kevin Garnett defense. wasn't wasn't oh. one of the most versatile defenders we've ever seen. Like he can't defend. On the perimeter, I know oh, who the, I know. I know exactly who Donovan's player is. This is just 2023 Harden. We love to see it. <laughs> 2023 <laughs> Harden. <laughs> He's a great post defender, apparently. Right? <laughs> Go no, watch I mean, Kevin Garnett tape. Like yeah. he defended in space. What are we talking about here? No, it's it's great. He's great. He's great. I'm just I can, yeah, somebody has to be last, and you have Rip Hamilton shooting. You can't shoot threes. Like somebody has to be on the losing end. I guess it's you. Listen, Donovan screwed me out of D-Wade. I had to screw him out of Reggie Miller. It's only fair. I was fine. <laughs> okay. We're, we're hating. We're hating. We're hating. We'll let the conversation. They don't know. Uh, <laughs> they don't know. They don't know. <laughs> All right, on to the next video. <laughs> the next thing I want to do, we've done a lot of videos about NBA teams as GOAT players. I want to do that again, but I want us to talk about the difference between the greatest players in team history and the most talented. Because, you know, that's not always the same. Sometimes it... Uh, damn, I just pulled a hair out of my chain. What the fuck? Pulling my hairs out. <laughs> going bald. <laughs> yeah, sometimes man. the greatest player is also the best. Sometimes it's not. So we're going to go team by team and talk about the difference there and figure out who's who. Okay. Hmm, this is going to start some controversy. We love it. Yep. We're here for it. <laughs> what are we defining as <laughs> so talent? Let's pick... Whatever, whatever. The best player, bag. The most, yeah, most talented. Whatever you think is it's about like, the bag. <laughs> it's not about the bag. <laughs> it's just about who's the best player on the team. Like who's the you know highest peak. Whatever you you tell me what you qualify as it as. But it's obviously different from the greatest player because that you know factors in accomplishments, team success, all that. Don't even so, worry about it, Donovan. Let's pick every NBA team's greatest player and the most talented. First thing we got, the Los Angeles Lakers. Nice. I think this is pretty simple. I think. Is it? Yeah. Donovan knows the answer. This is super simple. Okay. Tell me. The, the best player. Wait. Oh, well, we're saying that the, like the teams go, right? Okay. Yes. The teams go and then their p- best player. Okay. Team go is Kobe. Uh, they're like okay. most talented. I'd, I'd pick Magic, but I respect most it. Most talented. We'll mm. go Shaq. Mm. Most talented Shaq. So you're going most talented Shaq over 2020 Braun? Wow, yeah. that's okay. Why? Wow, I was not. I was gonna go with twenty twenty Bron to be honest with you. Twenty twenty Bron is damn near peak. Like he really hadn't slowed down at all. I think that's pretty easily still a better player than Shaq. I think than peak Shaq. Yeah, that's damn near peak Bron. He really didn't slow down by twenty twenty. I'm I'm take I'm taking peak Shaq in terms of most talented. Yeah, I'm taking peak Shaq. He's just un. He's I just disagree with that. Like, I mean, and so was LeBron too. He was on it's LeBron. every facet. Like, what do you expect? Like, he could shoot. The defense was incredible back in 2020. He's a facilitator. Like, he can literally he play point every guard single that year? thing, bro. He played point guard and he did something that you never seen before in NBA history. 
His strongest defensive season since 2013, his best playmaking season, was still an elite scorer in the finals, being the go-to guy. I'm easily picking 2020, Bron. Yeah, you never see teams that reliant on a singular ball handler win an NBA championship. And the last time we saw that was Magic Johnson. <laughs> and LeBron did that in his sleep his first year, officially playing point guard. I'm taking you LeBron understand that, but you understand that Shaq, that like peak Shaq is out here averaging 35 and 14 in the finals. It doesn't matter what center <laughs> that you throw at him. He's he's dominating every single time. Like, okay, if this was 2016 LeBron, would you still pick Pete Shaq over 2016 LeBron? It, are you gonna tell me that 2020 LeBron is the exact same as 2016 <laughs> LeBron? Basically, yes. He really nothing changed. He was still exactly the same. Basically, nah, bro. I'm going Shaq. I'm going Shaq. He <laughs> really hasn't slowed down at all. <laughs> I'm going wrong. All right, but you're right about Kobe though. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Next team. We got the, the Milwaukee, Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks. Okay. Whew. So most talented ever. Am I going to be a jackass if I say Giannis? <laughs> a little bit. I, I think this was probably Kareem. For Kareem. Yeah, let's go ahead and do it. I think it's Kareem's pretty obvious. Sweet. Career has been solidified. It is what it is. Yeah. I think there's a better argument that Giannis could be greatest if he stays there for a long time. But he's not yeah. going to be a higher peak than Kareem. Kareem has the most talented easily. Yeah. No okay, cool. Yeah. Kareem. <laughs> Kareem most talented. But who is the team <laughs> goat though? It's Kareem. It's still Kareem. Wow. So but give Giannis both? some time. He might take it. Yeah. Kareem, Kareem gets both. Mm, okay. Yeah. If Giannis Next wins team. a championship this year, to be honest, he might oh, be they a did? team Then goat. we got then we got some convos going on. <laughs> He's a team goat. We ain't no convo. If, if, if. <laughs> All right. Next team. We got the Miami Heat. All right, so oh, this team, is easy. Yeah, team goat is Dwayne Wade, and then the most talented would be whichever version of LeBron you want to pick. You're not going to say Shaq. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think you're funny, like making that joke. It's just not a funny joke. Like, like you guys were just wrong on the TikTok before, really disrespecting Man. 2001 Shaq. <laughs> But like, okay, Kiki, right? We got our laps out. We're good. We got it. All right, He's thank pissed. you. Bro, you think you're funny? I've heard that since like high school, middle school. I love those arguments. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, it's hilarious. <laughs> Next oh, up. Man. <laughs> the Oklahoma City Thunder. Man, this is pretty easy too. Where? Uh, Russell Westbrook is the team goat mm -hmm. for what he stands for. Mr. OKC storyline is actually carrying hard and he won an MVP, but everyone's not dumb when it comes to yep. it. KD is the greatest player of all time before that city. Easy. Yeah, definitely more talented. So uh, yeah, again, oh my God, this fucking my phone keeps switching the camera. Yeah. Damn. But yeah, pretty easily, oh, pretty easily, Russ Goat, KD most talented. Yeah. Yeah. No, it doesn't, no it doesn't matter what way you slice it, bro. What do you say? I said no arguments here. Yeah. Well, listen, give Shay a couple more years. I don't know. Nah. I'm just kidding. Nah, you must be wearing a pair of skims. That's the only reason why you said that. <laughs> Mo talks about skims more than anybody that I know. He's definitely. I just saw a commercial. It's always fresh in my mind. Pairs. The world is trying to tell me. <laughs> no, you want skims bad. We got to expect you, you some skims. Just to, you were moved by that. Put it in the production Shea budget. Skims IG post. It's, pro it's probably saved, isn't it? That's maybe. <laughs> you said maybe. 
All right, next team, the New York Knicks. Who did we say? Go ahead, Donovan. Was last time? Did, did we? Did we land on? Then we settled on Walt. Did we land on Walt. Yeah. Yeah. We okay. So greatest is obviously either you or Walt Frazier. I lean Walt Frazier. Yeah, because he because he has the he has the chips. Man, greatest is. I mean, most talented is crazy. Yeah, I don't know who's <laughs> most talented. I mean, you, listen, if you Patrick want to get Ewing? mellow propaganda off, you can try and throw his name in there. I'm not gonna pick him, but let's I, go, I'm Carmelo, sure man. Let's let's go. <laughs> yeah, no, I think <laughs> Ewing is probably more talented. Yeah, I would yeah, mean not, Ewing. not Pete, Pete Ewing's disgusting. Yeah, so I think we go Frazier and Ewing for this one. Easy, but you also could just go Frazier for both. I don't know. Nah, give Mello, Ewing his respect. You. Was good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, the Nuggets. <laughs> Mello, oh, I love this you. is What's easy. Good? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah no. this is easy. Is it? No, it's Jokic right? for both. Yeah, yeah, Clean Jokic sweep. is both. Yeah, it's not Listen, even close. Shout out Mello. We can say his name in the TikTok, but we're not gonna pick him. <laughs> Sorry, his jersey <laughs> should be retired. Next, did you do that double retirement? Whatever. Next team, the Memphis Bro, Grizzlies. You, now we're in you the disrespected trenches. disrespected me and my morals too much in this TikTok. I don't appreciate it. I don't like it, okay? It's been a walk-off set. <laughs> uh, okay. Now we're in the trenches. Memphis Grizzlies. Mark Gasol, Pal Gasol, Zach Randolph. We thinking Tony Allen. Chandler Marcus Parsons. Marcus Gasol is, <laughs> is definitely the GOAT. Is John ja Morant already more talented than Marcus Gasol? I think he's I think he definitely is. more talented yeah. than Marcus Gasol. I mean, but is talented. It's does like, that just mean like he could jump higher? Because like, because <laughs> like he can't shoot. You know, like he's not. He's not. He's not DPOY. Uh, like, I'm comfortable saying Jaws probably the most talented player in history. It's, it's it's early, but you know, there's not a ton of competition. I'd be cool giving it to him. Yeah, exactly. I think if you compare their first few, what, three, four, five years of their career, minus all the dumb stuff that John Morant did on the NBA, <laughs> outside of the NBA <laughs> court or whatever, I think Jaws' yeah. run has been more impressive, for sure. Yeah, listen, he's not their highest IQ player of all time, <laughs> on or off the court, but listen, he was all NBA. He was great before he lost his mind. <laughs> all right, exactly. He, all right, he got it. He got it. <laughs> all right, that's the end of that. That's funny. Next thing we got, Mo, I think you have some NBA player lookalikes to show us. Yeah, man. We got some hilarious NBA player lookalikes. I want you to guess which NBA player this is. Okay, let's go. <laughs> what NBA player is this? Sheen oh from Jimmy God. Neutron. <laughs> That's the GOAT. That's hilarious. That's the GOAT. That's Duncan oh Robinson. <laughs> yep. Iconic lookalike. I love this one. Y'all are on the money with this one. Y'all got this quick as hell. <laughs> yeah. I'm never going to be able to see Sheen, see an episode of Jimmy Neutron, and not think of Miami Heat legend Duncan Robinson. But what? Where it's is the correlation? Where is the correlation? It's in the... Everything. Yeah, it's just in the facial structure. He just looks like yeah, No Sheen aura. <laughs> Same hair. Listen. Ears. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes <laughs> two people just look alike, and you can't explain it. This is what's happening here. Facts. But Some, getting told sometimes that two you, people are just... <laughs> Go ahead. No, say it. <laughs> say it. Some people are just born into the world doppelgangers, and it just <laughs> simply works out that way. 
But being doppelgangers with a cartoon? <laughs> that's um that, that will never sit right with me. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> like it's his fault? Like listen. How could he do show like Jimmy that? Neutron ruin his life? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's all right. Ooh, what's next? Ooh. Oh. Next up, <laughs> we got this <laughs> gothic painting. Who is this? Who is this, this man? This is listen. This is this whack commissioner. That's Adam Silver. That's Adam Silver. I know that he looks like him for no reason. Adam Silver, <laughs> hop on ancestry.com immediately because there's something about your lineage that you don't know about. <laughs> like he has a medieval face. This man has been around for some generations. Facts. I ain't gonna lie. I almost put, put you know, you ever watched the pinky in the brain? I almost picked the brain for him too. <laughs> <laughs> no, Adam uh, Silver has an iconic look. He looks like a cartoon character come to life. Yeah, exactly. Just looks so stern. <laughs> what was next? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> now <is> this this? <laughs> this is Binya Muhammad. Who? Who? This is someone, history lesson. This is someone who was falsely accused of a terrible crime, but he's a free okay. man. Uh, is this LeBron? <laughs> <laughs> Donovan, your guess? Okay, now that Isaac said it, I can see. It. Yeah, this is LeBron. There hey, we go. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> these, these slow transitions are killing me. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen that face before, but the beard just screams Bron. It wasn't the beard. Yeah, Bron just right has here in the, the eyes. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, the beard, the nose, eyes. It just like he has such a copy and pasteable face. <laughs> It's crazy. Yeah, I don't think that I don't was think definitely LeBron ever said that about LeBron. A, a copy and paste. <laughs> but it's weird because we've never we always see like weird ass versions of LeBron doppelgangers everywhere. Do you just go outside and see bronze? <laughs> nah, bro. Yes, I see bronze all the time. Now they ain't six eight and two sixty, but I see them. What's <laughs> uh, <funny>. next? <laughs> Who is this player? Is this Stephen A. Smith? That's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, that's Stephen A. <laughs> who does he look like? But this is indeed but Stephen A. I know a, who this is, though. But who does this look like? This is Otto Porter. Oh! <laughs> it I could say, be. Chamberlain, Otto Porter's dad. <laughs> it could be. But this is not the one-to-one lookalike. <sighs> they played the same man? position. <laughs> Stephen A. played point guard. <laughs> is it a point guard? Yeah. Oh! Oh! oh is oh. this is this podcasting's finest? Yes. Jesse? You are correct. This is Jeff Teague, aka the next Stephen A. Smith of podcasting. A media legend. Okay. Already a better podcaster than he ever was a point guard, and I think he would agree to that. Damn. <laughs> He's incredible. <laughs> that hurt me. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That was and he correct. was a good ass point guard, too, but that podcast is hilarious. Yeah, man. This is Jeff Teague. He looks exactly like him. The eyebrows and just the like the fake thin mustache is just like one to one. I never would have thought that Jeff Teague looks like what Stephen a. a. What a Same. That's That's good. That's good. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. All right, what's next? <laughs> <laughs> the OG concern meme. Who is this NBA player? <laughs> uh who's always concerned? <laughs> I feel like this can turn racist real fast. No, no, no. They're not white. They're not white. <laughs> I was going to be like, uh, never mind. <laughs> Listen, Loki. Is this a black player? This looks exactly like Grayson Allen. 
No, not even <laughs> this close. Looks exactly now like that him. was charged. What do you? Mean? I was gonna say Yao no Ming. lips. No, that's no. Grayson Allen. <laughs> no. This no player lips. is not in the NBA anymore. Um, he was drafted in 2016. Duncan? No, oh, drafted no. in 2016. <laughs> supposed to be a demigod. 2016 drafted. Is this drafted yeah. in 2016? Is this Dragon Bender? No, wrong demigod. <laughs> Damn, they 2016 give up. Draft. Oh, is this 2016 uh, draft? Is is that Josh Jackson's draft? Yeah. No. Yeah, this is Josh Jackson's draft, but not Josh Jackson. Yeah, nobody thought Josh Jackson was a demigod. <laughs> what? No, every, every, Skinny. Ooh, everybody thought that Josh. Look Jackson at his frail face. Him. Yeah. I, I don't know. No I don't even. I'm, I'm, no, I'm looking at I don't a stick figure. I don't mean. know. Let's go ahead and reveal. <laughs> Stick figure was correct. Don Maker. How could oh you not? Oh my god! <laughs> How could I possibly look at that and see Don Maker? This is somehow more How could you not than see? Grayson Allen. Like this is no. <laughs> just pulling this picture. You you set him up. <laughs> you set him up. Yeah, if oh, I would have guessed Don Maker, I would have been looked at sideways. <laughs> <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> Oh, man. Why'd you know Sweet. that? <laughs> <laughs> the head shape is so distinct for Thon. I hope he's doing well. <laughs> That's right. good for Thon Baker. <laughs> What's next? Oh. Travis Kelsey? <laughs> is this, yeah, Travis listen, Kelsey. Is this New Orleans' own Jonas Valanciunas? You are correct. Nice. Let's I had to go. get an easy one in there for you guys. Let's go. Yeah. It's ridiculous how I like they look. Yeah, I never would have thought about this, but I immediately saw it too. This is this is great. I hope he's dating a lookalike of Taylor Swift. There's probably a lot of European women that look just like her. <laughs> Who cares if it's a lookalike? She needs to have that same bag that Taylor Swift has. That's what's important, <laughs> Jonas. Get your priorities. Hard straight. to replicate that level of wealth, so I'm not going to set that <laughs> bar for him. <laughs> yeah, it's <that is> true. <laughs> uh, what's next? Dang, how many lookalikes? <laughs> oh, okay. We got... Yeah, we got... What's, where's he the star from? Impossible Jokers actor. <laughs> Who is this man? From Impractical Jokers. Yeah. yeah. Impractical Jokers. We got Impractical Impractical Jokers actor. I love how you don't know his name. I know. Just impractical Joker <laughs> yeah, actor. I think his name is Joe, but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. Well, I know his lookalike's name. This is Frank Vogel. Mm. <laughs> that is correct. I saw it immediately. I thought I was looking at Frank Vogel. <laughs> <laughs> now, these guys are brothers. The deep, dark these guys, guys are, are ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, these guys go way back. They need a, to. Frank Vogel needs to have some serious conversations with his parents because there is no <laughs> other way around it other than them being other than being being brothers. Exactly. Yeah, something something's up here. I need a DNA yeah. test now. <laughs> <laughs> Get them on Maury. <laughs> that would be crazy. <laughs> Maury. That's crazy as hell. <laughs> All right. Who is this lookalike? Guys and Adam crying. <laughs> is, this, is this Drew Holiday? I, he just I released the nasty mixtape too. Said Drew Holiday? Yeah. Donovan, what's your guess? Drew Holiday. Mm, you are wrong. He has someone oh. who looks even more look like him. <laughs> is this Tori Is this Terrence Mann? No. And no, uh, wrong black dude with dreads. <laughs> Damn Listen, I'm about to start naming a whole bunch if you don't tell me. <laughs> so you're real racist. Let's go. Run it. Real start typical. with the East. <laughs> no. Wait, who you saying? No. Who you saying? Huh? 
Is it uh, not Reed? Oh. Uh, dark skin Cole Anthony. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> okay. no, not even close. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. No. <laughs> he co- who the hell is that? Is that a real player? NFL prospect. Sounds like a 2K generator player. It's real. Oh, okay. Damn. No, I got I got to go through rosters. I got to figure out who this is. I don't know. I thought it was Drew Holiday. I lost. thought it was Drew too. No. This Just is Tyrese Maxey. Uh, oh. <laughs> look, this great. picture is insane. Oh, my God. See, even Siri wants to chime in. Shut up. It's not your turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would never want to guess Maxey. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah same chin hair and same length. Of hair too, so it's Tyrese. <laughs> Once again, had a small audio issue, so you heard those last couple parts of that TikTok where again using my camera audio. My bad. Next thing we're gonna do, Donovan, I think you have some conspiracy theories to run by. A hundred percent. Listen, you know the NBA community is always looking because the NBA is always up to something. <laughs> so I have some conspiracies. You guys let me know if you guys think that they're real or not, if they are fact or cap. And so yeah, man. Okay. Let's get started. So the first one. I love a good theory. So the first one. <laughs> LeBron and Steph Curry were given super serum at birth, making them scientific experiments. <laughs> we think LeBron James is the Winter Soldier and fucking Steph Curry is Captain America? He's more like Hawkeye because of his aim, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, Listen, same hospital is a crazy coincidence. Some kind of witchcraft was afoot. Yeah. And no one even really, I feel like no one really even knew this until like Steph Curry actually started being a generational talent back in 2015, 2016. That's when it was brought up to everyone's attention. So there has to be some type of wizardry happening behind this, bro. Yeah. There's no way in hell. Yeah. Listen, they, look, let's go fast. Look, it's it's fact. They, <laughs> they didn't want to make Steph like super, super strong. <laughs> right. And so his version kicked in a little bit later, but nah, he's, he's a cheat code. So yeah, this is fact. <laughs> <laughs> I love this, it. These right. pictures are ridiculous. Next one. Danny Green and Otto Porter are actually brothers. Damn. Wow. I've never seen this one. I've seen the Otto Porter and Wilt one. I've never seen Danny Green. There's and a Otto. lot of conspiracies about who is in Otto Porter's bloodline. Because apparently everybody looks like him. <laughs> a lot of family members. Yeah, Otto Porter just looks like everybody. He just got one of those faces. I'm going facts. This would be a great discovery. Yeah. <laughs> Otto Porter, had, he possibly might have some of the greatest NBA bloodline ever. Because apparently it's everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is, this is a, a better bat. They're passing the ball family for the greatest basketball family of all time. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> all right. The Fact. Next one. The 2019 lottery. Here's some information. Oh, my God. Listen, Mo, if you don't tell Siri to shut up. <laughs> All right, she's being interrupted. This is this ridiculous, bro. Take that fucking watch Please. off. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Keeps on just throw it out the window. All right, the next one, the 2019, the 2019 lottery was rigged so that the Lakers could trade for Anthony Davis. This is an absolute fact. If you look back in time, the the New Orleans Pelicans had the lowest attendance in the entire NBA. The second lowest. Guess what? The Memphis Grizzlies, they got the number two overall pick. And so they had to go ahead and spice up the NBA. And on top of that, AD had to become a Pelican. It's a fact. Hey, listen, the the Lakers jumped to four. They didn't have the fourth best odds. 
All these things together facilitated the deal that brought LeBron the next era of his contending, uh, that brought LeBron the next era of his championship window. I think I can rock with this one. We knew the NBA was conspiring against Michael Jordan to push the LeBron go agenda, and we still stand for it. <laughs> all right, now you lost me. Now you lost me. <laughs> this is fact. We all know. <laughs> Never mind. Cap, we know. It's not true. You lost me. <laughs> we know. It. All right. Uh, Fair and square. <laughs> all right. The next one. Steph Curry didn't win Finals MVP because Nike made the call to not give it to him because they were upset he went to Under Armour. Damn. They were like, let's give it to Andre. Nike just really loves it. They Godala. made the call Buffalo Wild Wing style. They made, they did it. They <laughs> Buffalo pushed the button Wild Wing. And they, they made sure this didn't happen. Man. So Phil Knight was like, I want a good dollar. <laughs> yep. That is, now that is right there, Donovan, true generational hating. <laughs> this level this is the biggest thing in Curry's career, man. Let me Godala get that goddamn MVP. I have no, to I'm say, go cap. Cap. I think the voters are just fucking dumb. I'm gonna go with that. You're going cap? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the voters are just idiots and these Rob Curry, fair and square. They're just morons. Listen, man. Yeah, exactly. I agree. All right, we'll <laughs> see. We'll see. We'll see. All right, the next one. Michael Jordan bought the Hornets so he can try and mess up LeBron's legacy from within. Okay, explain. Again. <laughs> He, want, he wanted to take part in everything that the NBA had to do moving forward. So he had first-hand ability to, to potentially tear down LeBron James. Uh, I think he helped LeBron's legacy by fielding a horrible team in his conference for 10 straight years that would just be yeah. four Listen, free wins to LeBron every season. He failed at his mission, but his mission nonetheless was to, was to spite LeBron. <laughs> Even if he was to spite LeBron, he did nothing but make himself look dumb because LeBron is, proven fact, a better team builder than Jordan is. The only blemish that LeBron has on his resume is wanting to trade for Russell Westbrook. But other than that, (laughs) he's a better GM. (laughs) Yeah, I think this actually hurt LeBron. Let's go fact. I think LeBron... Let's go fact. I think Michael Jordan is crazy enough that he'll do anything to try to have leg up. He's a, yeah, he's, he's he takes a psychopath. things personally. He's a psychopath for us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. Scott Foster is actually betting on all the games he refs against <laughs> CP3. That's why, that's why Chris stays losing. <laughs> Listen, whether it's betting, a personal vendetta, a voodoo doll in the back of his car... Something is going down that makes him have a serious problem with Chris Paul and it needs to be investigated. And I'm okay with this being the one we decide. Is this truth. man is making <laughs> money. All right, he's making money <laughs> off of these games. When it comes to beefs in the NBA, number one is Draymond and Rudy Gobert. Number two is Scott Foster versus CP3. It has to be <laughs> a fact. The NBA is, is even pushing better now. Scott, Bo- Scott Foster is getting a humongous bag in the back end. No way hey, listen, last time, Last time these two matched up head-to-head, Chris Paul was on live TV saying, you're a bitch. We're maybe three <laughs> games away from fisticuffs. Yeah. This is getting crazy. Someone said this is like Peter Griffin fighting the chicken every time he sees him. It's <laughs> <That was> hilarious. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> it is on site every time. It's never ending. Yeah. <laughs> There's some personal abuse behind the scenes. There has to be. <laughs> that that many game. Huh. But, yeah, man, that's all, that's all I got. That's love it. Dope. I love some good conspiracy theories. I love getting unserious. Next thing we're going to do, we're going to go back to another guest the player. Last time we guessed them by lookalike. This time we're going to get a little more serious. We're going to guess the NBA player based on the teams they played for. So you'll see, you know, the list of, the list of icons of these franchises and what we'll to guess who's who. Is this in order? Let's do it. Roughly, yes, okay. yes. They're, yeah, I'll say yes. Yes, it is in order, okay. actually. So, 
Guess which NBA player you think this is. First off, this guy who played for six teams. Okay, so for the audio listeners, he played for the Pelicans, Clippers, Rockets, OKC, Suns, and the Warriors. So he's either last played for the Warriors or he's currently on the Warriors. This this isn't all current players, so I wouldn't go thinking anything is currently. So this is all time? Yeah. Yeah, some some of them are retired. Not all of them, but some of them are. I bet this is recently retired, though. Hmm. Okay, why do you say that? Cause, ah, oh, damn. See, I almost said this is the most random name, Omir Ashik. <laughs> <laughs> Omir Ashik is a crazy him. pool for a TikTok. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not him. It's not him. It's I just he's not bringing in I the view. Yeah. Where they started? <laughs> Did they start in New Orleans? The first team is always where they started. Okay. So it's New Orleans. Okay. Am, so it can't be Eric Gordon. Not at Omir Ashik. Obviously, oh, this can't is be Drew. this is so oh, no, this is so easy. It's so easy. I don't know why. It t- it? I don't know oh. why it took this long. This is, this is Christopher uh, Christopher Emmanuel Paul. Oh, no, it's Omar Ashik. No, okay. <laughs> no, it's not. Okay. It's <laughs> nah, CP three. I don't know it's why CP3. it took me so long to get this. Fuck, man. It's because it's because the Pelicans logo was changed. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's what got me. Yep. That's what got me. <laughs> All right. Next up, who is this player? So this player was on the Wizards, Clippers, 76ers, Lakers, Golden State Warriors, and the Denver Nuggets. Okay. 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 So started with the Wizards. Started on the Nuggets, or he's currently on the Nuggets. Come on. So TikTok. Start talking. Yeah. Okay. So Washington Wizards. Bro, there's so many goddamn Wizards players in that trash ass era. <laughs> but I kind of wanna. Ah, oh, damn. What? No, nah, wizard draft pick doesn't tell you shit. <laughs> exactly. It really, it's like, really does it. This could be like <laughs> so many players. That's what fucks it up for me. Now, more so I want to focus on the Lakers. I want to say focus on the second stint of his career because I think that'll tell me a little bit more than the first stint. All right. Okay. So so what are you thinking? Because I, 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 mean, I have no idea because I'm I'm stumped right now. I'm trying to figure <laughs> I out. have no idea too, but I'm sensing this is some type of forward or big. For some reason. Are you just getting a hype vibe from this? <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. Yeah. I'm lost. <laughs> yeah, I'm lost. I'm lost. I'm lost. I give up on this one. So I'm feeling a good six foot eight shooter. He's a meme. Nick Young. Uh, I knew it. God damn it. I knew it. You knew it now? You did not know. Shit. <laughs> you did not know. I always knew. That, <laughs> uh, that was good. Yeah, this is hard. Who knows he got drafted by the Wizards? That's so easy to forget. I, I, bro, them Gilbert Arenas days were not easy for to, to forget. <laughs> Gave that man hell. Also, he played less than half a season with the 76ers. So that makes it Yeah, that close. right there threw me in for a loop right also, there. Also, how long did he like, play bro, for the, the first half. For like was, 17 games of last year. <laughs> yeah, man, that's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you set us up. <laughs> <laughs> that was a wild set. All right, next up. Who is this player? Mm. Might be easier. It's less this teams. is very easy. Mo, can I, can I take this one? Get in your bag. Iso, Iso. Iso, Iso, Iso. This is DeMar DeRozan. There we Correct. Go. Compton's easy. finest, DeMar DeRozan. Easily went from the Raptors to the Spurs to the Bulls. There's, listen, by the end of this year, there's going to be another team on that list. Ooh. Hmm. Might be, it might be the hometown Lakers. I don't know. Ew. I, see the future. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, that's gross. All right, next up. Who is this player? Dallas Mavericks, Phoenix Suns, Brooklyn Nets, now the New York Knicks. 
Okay. Brain blast, Dom. You got a brain blast going on? I'm trying to think, trying to think, trying to think. Playing for both New York <laughs> I got teams. It. I got it. Rare. I got it. Moment. Damn. Oh. This Who is, is this? Wait, am I wrong? I don't know. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess anyways. Is this Jason Kidd? Oh, this is Jason Kidd. Carry me to victory. Show me the lights. <laughs> Here we go. Love it. I ain't get one of these holes yet. Let's do it. <laughs> I feel like Jeff T back in 2021. Let's do it. I ain't doing shit and I'm getting there. <laughs> All right, next up. Who is this player? Okay, so Pelicans, Denver Nuggets, Knicks, Cavs, and Lakers. Should be an easy one, I think. Oh. What? Oh, no. You said, oh, you got it? through. You say got it. Just say, it? say whoever comes to mind. Nah, I don't got it. Don't make any sense. It don't make any sense because this player never False played alarm. for the Knicks or the Cavs. I was going to... Or the Pelicans. Yeah, that was nowhere near close. I was going to say K- KCP, but not even close. <laughs> <laughs> you got two out of the 16. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's not even close. <laughs> um, Fuck. Can it, dang, this is <sighs> tough. This is... It's really not. I promise you this is not. Tough. Okay, we're, give us the slightest. We're going to be upset at ourselves? You should be. Play for your team. Huh? Ooh. You play for your team. Look at I mean, this. On this there, like. <laughs> Do you know how many people roll in... <laughs> <laughs> to, to the Knicks, like five years, five years ago, once he got uh, to February, you put your name in a raffle. You could play for the Knicks. You could have did that. <laughs> you guys give up? Cavs and Lakers. Dang, I thought I was rolling. I felt. Give us a slight hint. Slight hint. Slight hint. Slight hint. I can't. I don't know how to hint this without it being obvious. Oh my gosh! Tell us the name. Tell us. You guys are fucking failures. This is J.R. Smith. This one. I do not. Okay, yeah, the Pelicans you again threw me in front. They always Pelicans throw me in front. Logo of fucking where it should be a Hornets <laughs> logo. You're setting us up. Yeah, you're setting us up for yeah, failure. But yeah. Knicks, Cavs, Lakers. There's only one man this could be. Yeah, that hurt. That hurt me. You should be ashamed. <laughs> I am. I failed the handy I'm god. Not. I'm not. <laughs> I was. I was giving. I was giving wrong information. <laughs> <laughs> I failed the handy god. Is hilarious. Yeah. All right, next team. Next player. Who is this player? Okay. Bulls, Knicks, Cavs. Okay, I got this one. I got this one. I got this one. I'm back on it. I'm back on it. I'm calling the ISO mode. Okay. ISO. Redeem yourself. This is. Get the fuck out the way. This is the youngest MVP (laughs) in league history. This is Derrick Rose. This hurts. Correct. This is Derrick Rose. God damn it. This is Derrick Rose. It's not supposed to be like this. (sighs) Wasn't supposed to be a journeyman, but here we are. Damn. And he hurt right now, too. That's so sick. God. He actually started today. They actually put him in the starting lineup. Oh, my God. He started. <laughs> They're so down bad. <laughs> They're down horrendous, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. What do we got left? I think we have one more video left. We're going to blind rank some NBA jerseys. Oh. Okay. okay. Let's do it. I, yeah, I love a good blind rank. We've done it with players. Now we're going to do it with Excuse cosmetics. It's going to be great. With aesthetics. Blind, so, blind rank. Yep. It's going to be fantastic. So, without further ado, blind rank these NBA jerseys. First up, the Warriors throwbacks. I love these, Donovan. These are clean. These are, these these are, are great. very clean. These are hard. Where are we going? I want to put these two? at a solid two or three. Let's, two let's go, let's go three. Let's go safe. three. I think there's better jerseys on, on the What? Side. These are tough. They are They are. They've hard. been missing. Okay. Okay. But there's not that let's, many let's iconic jerseys these open. days. Let's but keep our, our options open. Three is okay. I'm okay. gonna remember this three. if you screw me over. Okay. 
<laughs> All right, next up, the Utah Jazz gradient jersey. I was like, I hate also hard five. as fuck. Five. You hate these? They are not hard as fuck. They are the opposite of what? hard as fuck. You They're, are crazy. These are tough. You can okay. never wear this out in public. What is t gr block gradient? Are you gross? <laughs> it's dope. What Take your mean? ass back inside if you bought this jersey, man. Get your <laughs> refund. Ew. Block gradient. Five. Put put at the end. Yeah, five. Oh. Five for sure. Oh, you're crazy. Okay. Next up. The Miami Heat Fuck! No! Now this is five. Uh, Damn. This is terrible. Up, we messed up. We messed up. We hated too hard, too quick. Trash. Ah, uh, <laughs> man. Too fast. <laughs> too furious. Yeah, no, this is gross. The collision between these two cotton candy ass colors do not <laughs> mix well at all. An we, we abomination. Nah, this, we got disgrace. Point, Cosmo and Wanda ass jersey. This is <laughs> Fairly Connors. Cosmo and Wanda's crazy. Yeah, nah. These Looks are like a snow cone. We have no choice but to put that at four, right? Yeah. Oh, man, I'm sick. Got to put that four. <laughs> Tough. Next up, the Wizard City jersey. Oh, Donovan, you screwed me so bad. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's on, that's on me. Listen, moving forward, we just have to know that Isaac is going to be playing around. Like, he's just going to be unserious with his list. <laughs> And we just have to be prepared for that. That's on me because we've done several blind rankings and I haven't been, <laughs> I didn't pay attention. I didn't study film. So that's on me, coach. That's I cannot fathom the disappointment take, you brought upon me on the greatest of the deepest of the three. Listen, I'll be Screw better. you, man. I'm going to be in the lab, right? I'm going to be watching film. Um, we have to get better. <laughs> but. So he's number two? Unfortunately, yeah. But but honestly, <laughs> but he's probably gonna put an even worse one <laughs> at one, <laughs> knowing how this is going. This is terrible. Listen, you fucked up putting this at two, but rest assured, number one is the Lakers Black Mamba jersey. Woo! We ain't going out sad. Now this is the easy number one for sure. Our yeah. list is cooked, easy but it's not that cooked. Yeah, we, easy. We probably should easy for sure. I I think the Warriors had a they had they have a shot. That's nah, a strong jersey for sure. Knowing what I know yeah, now. Yeah, the Warriors have a strong jersey. <laughs> I would have put those at one. Listen, you do got the worst jersey of all time. I mean, you do have the worst jersey list of all time, but at least the top is I fine. didn't know. Yeah. I was fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. All yeah. right, man. That's the brand ranking. And that also means this is the conclusion of the episode. Donovan, if people are still here, what should they comment? Comment. Oh, no. Let me get this. Let go me ahead. Get go this. ahead. Okay. okay. ISO. ISO. What, what should I get? Nikhil the Weeb. Let's do it. Expose <laughs> this man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If you're still here, comment Nikhil is a weeb. For reference, you spell Nikhil by saying N I K H I L is a weeb. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> go to <laughs> hell. Go ahead. That <laughs> <laughs> was perfect. Love it. It's a great uh, episode. Nikhil is a weeb. Producer Nikhil is a weeb. Let's go. Love it. See y'all later. See y'all Monday, it. 8 p.m. <laughs> Easter time. Back. <laughs> Back. Tune in for the next stream. We'll be there.